of Steam, Steel, and Murder is back again with another actual play session. This is the second and last segment to our Season 3 opener. As a reminder, we are testing out the Fate Accelerated rules in this session. In the last half hour, we also chat about how that rule set worked for us and what the first story arc of Season 3 holds for the players. We hope you enjoy Season 3, Session 1, Part 2. Back to the game, and we're all back, going to the rail station, I believe, with your ticket in hand. Yep. <clears throat> Sorry, hey. just to make sure you start recording again, right? Yes, I've actually been recording right. since I've been back, so I have to edit out all that beginning part. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so you guys get to the gay uh, train station after you put out your uh, your bolo on the farm truck. Uh-huh. Uh, with the license plate. Um, so, yes, they'll have both the Cheka and the police uh, scouring the city for that. Uh, actually, they've got a really interesting thing they can do now with the uh, the city above. If you remember, Edison's floating city is still there. Yes. Uh, I thought it, it moved. Uh, no, it, it's it's still there. It moves around in, like in general, but it's still in, in the area. Uh, and they have cameras, okay. downward-facing cameras, that they can get a good... <laughs> basically, your satellite view of Metapol. <laughs> so, yeah. True definition of big brother. Get those images, though. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Anyway, uh, at the train station, uh, the time of day that you're arriving there, this is actually uh, pretty busy. Uh, this would be the first train of the day is uh, is getting unloaded now, bringing passengers and uh, lots of imported goods. Uh, from across the countryside. What do you do? All right, gentlemen, let's go make nuisances of ourselves. Yes, let's go. Let's go check out the baggage claim. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now you just go up to one of the claim uh, windows. Uh, yeah. who, who presents the ticket? Eh, Vernon, he has it. All right, Vernon. Well, uh... Guy behind the uh, windows, it's got the bars on it, of course, uh, slides you over a key, points behind you uh, at a set of warehouses that are set up uh, in a field just off, you know, just right off from the rail station. Uh, tells you it's building three, and uh, the door number's written on the key. Just return the key when you're done, please. Next! <laughs> Sees this group of people standing in line. Yep. Assuming that and you're not all together. together. Uh, ah. so- I quick uh, take a quick mental note of what room number it is on the book key, just in case we get mugged along the way. Room 12. All right. And so we head on over to room 12, checking for tails. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, there's a lot of people around. Uh, no, one, you know, no one looks overtly as suspicious, but there are lots of people around. Uh, actually, no one a lot looks of the like wor- a six foot guy with a <laughs> repeatedly broken nose or a five foot guy with a wispy mustache. Not that you immediately see, no. Uh, there is quite a <laughs> bit of commotion going on in the warehouses now as uh, lots of things are being offloaded from the trains. They've got uh, lifts that are bringing them into the warehouse buildings. These are long, uh, long storage buildings, okay? So when someone brings them in here, you know, they could stay here, you know, indefinitely. 
Um, they're paid for in advance usually or by the month, etc. Uh, of course, uh, you don't really have that information. You just were given the key. But, but we can find the building. Find yeah, sure you can. Uh, you find the building, uh, and you know the, you're number twelve. There are twenty four uh, individual <laughs> doors in this one warehouse. We go to the correct room and peer inside it. Sure. I suppose um, we should expect something to be in there. <clears throat> there is a guard uh, at the at the warehouse, uh, the, like the front of the warehouse. He looks like he's just you know like a hired. Uh, well, I'm just Hired thug sort of guy. He's very large. He looks like one of Mr. White's boys. He's got a trunch <laughs> in and all, but uh, you know, you guys present your key and all. He doesn't give you any guff and you're able to go in just fine. Uh, inside, uh, there's a single bare light bulb. Uh, when you flip the switch, it comes on. And there is a large, what looks like a almost like a steamer trunk, um, except it's uh, it's black. It's like a really matte, dullish black, uh, not shiny at all, and. Um, it, it looks just odd to you. As a keyhole? Well, there, mm-hmm. there are clasps on the front, and there's like a big handle on the top. Uh, but when you look at it, uh, the clasps are purely ornamental. They don't actually clasp onto anything. Uh, there is huh. a slot uh, on the very top. When you flip the handle, uh, you see that there's, uh, there's like a jagged groove in the top. Hey, guys, that seemed like it matches that weird sword key we got. Only one way to find out. Yeah, I pull the key out. Okay. Uh, yeah, it it looks like it might fit. Uh, is this a wooden uh, trunk? You're not sure what the heck it is. Uh, hmm. you move it around and it's it's fairly heavy. Uh, but it is manageable by one person. Uh, but you can't make up your mind if it's wood or metal. You just really can't. I don't uh, see any it, outward nails or finishing no, nails. No, or it's, like it's that. seamless. Um, Not even glue joints? Nothing the, like that? The seam that you see where the clasps, the ornamental clasp are, when you start feeling around it, there's no seam there. It's just a line made to look like a seam. Damn plastic like junk. Yeah. Someone else Vernon appreciates the workmanship. Yeah. Uh, Vernon, you're thinking that if it is wood, it's very heavily lacquered, like several layers of uh, of lacquer, making it oh, very yeah. strong. Oh yes. So uh, if it's wood, you, you really can't make your mind up. <laughs> we shall do the honors, gentlemen. Oh, I'll do the honors. I'll be very careful opening it, you know, examining the mechanism and everything. Get my taser out, take a few steps back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, you slot the key, um, and uh, it, it turns a little loosely. It feels like you can turn it either clockwise or counterclockwise, either way. i go counterclockwise. Okay. Uh, you turn it counterclockwise, and you're starting to feel a little bit of tension on it, and uh, it kind of sticks. It doesn't. It goes maybe uh, like two hours counterclockwise and kind of stops. It, it won't go any further, and nothing seems to happen. All right. Turn it the other way. Yeah, same thing. Uh, it goes about you know two hours towards the clockwise and stops. Uh, this time though, you hear a kind of a, a grinding sound from inside. I turn the key back to noon and see what happens. Okay, uh, grinding sound stops and the key seems to be free in the lock. It, like it, it hasn't latched onto it or anything. You can pull the key out if you want. 
uh, but nothing else seems to have happened. <laughs> we have it's one a of very those advanced hypercruder. We have one of those fancy puzzle boxes. Anybody have any experience with these sort of things? Um, take that as a no. I'm pretty certain that puzzle boxes are Japanese. It might not have made their way over here. There's they have nothing puzzle going boxes on. in China. Puzzle boxes are actually more Chinese anyway. Mm. I thought... Mm. <coughs> what would Young know about puzzle boxes? Young has... Yeah, I know. And then, after I looked, and then after I looked in it, I thought they originated from Japan. They could have, but, you know, they still have lots yeah. and lots anyway. of them in China, too. Yep. Yeah. Ah, <clears throat> huh, well... When it was making the grinding noise, was there... Did it do anything, or it just made the noise? Nope, just made a noise, like kind of a, a deep rumbling from inside. Does it sound at all like clockwork our specialist friend might know about? That's what I was thinking. Well, it, it's hard to tell. I mean, you heard grinding. I mean, it could have been years. You're not really sure. Well, being a watchmaker, I'd, I would know about the gears and little precision crap. Yeah, once again, I mean, it very well could have been gears, but... Since you can't see the mechanism, you don't really... Yeah. So what happens when you take... The keys come out, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Key comes out. And it, doesn't, it doesn't look like it's sharpened it or anything, does it? No, joint no. Sharpening it or so. Uh, and so we click and turn. Can we move stuff on here? Uh, you know, once again, you, you look at it and you, you don't see anything that moves. There, What... What looks like a seam is completely fake. It's just a painted line. Right. Uh, and, and so it really what you're looking at here is this is a rectangle, a solid rectangle made to look like a piece of luggage. Uh, take out the pen. Does it look like it matches the box? Huh. Uh, no. The, the woods, I mean, once again, you could definitely tell the pen is made out of wood. Uh, hmm. You can't tell that the box is. I see. And Not- the the pin doesn't look at all like it might fit into the slot. No, not in the least bit, no. Not in the least bit. Uh, uh, can you... Uh, what can we tell from the slots? Just one slot, like maybe you would fit something into it. Can't even see the little circle where it would turn? No, you really can't. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the key fits perfectly into it. Can you move the key forward or backward? No, it turns as clockwise or counterclockwise. Uh, let's try the clockwise thing counterclockwise. Sure, I mean you try different various things. Basically, what always happens is if you turn <laughs> if you turn it right, um, you'll get a grinding sound. If you turn it left, it just stops after a couple of degrees to the left. And let's try sliding some panels at each side when at you know left or right. Well, there's nothing to slide. Well, like, I mean, we're pushing on the like the, the side surface. of the, yeah. yeah. The I got you. Uh, yeah. Okay. You you spend some time. You spend you know a good twenty minutes trying to figure out what's going on here. But as far as you can tell, other than the keyhole, this is a solid brick that just happens to have a handle and you know the and fake clasps on the outside. Uh, you pay can more we, attention to those. You can actually peel them off. Can we turn them and then press the key in further? Maybe. Uh, yeah, once again, you, you do Nothing. every, you know, thing. Oh, it, at some point when you're playing with that, the clasps, seeing if it makes any difference, they actually fall off. Uh, like they're, they're literally just ornamentation. 
Alright, so the key will not be pressed in either. Gentlemen, yeah, so I, I suggest we take this back to the checker HQ and get some of the t- uh, Tiki boys to have a go at it. Oh, I you have... always try yeah. smashing it. I have... Yeah, well, they got better equipment back idea. at checker HQ than I've got a hand. I got a hammer. I've got one idea I would like to try here. Um, I put uh, a page from a notepad on top of it and then insert the key and turn it. I'm wondering if this is a giant sort of forging machine which scans stuff at the top and prints it out. <laughs> it suddenly have a lot of money. I'm just wondering if that's... That is a very cool idea, but uh, no, <laughs> unfortunately not. Yeah, well, it was worth a shot. Can we get, like, uh, I want to use a key since the tip of it is sharp and kind of scrape some of the paint off. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only is the tip sharp, uh, but it is also why you thought it might be a knife of some sort at first. I mean, this is razor sharp. And uh, mm-hmm. once again, the, the blade itself is hollow. Uh, you try to scratch it against the outside surface of the box. It doesn't scratch. Does the blade come off? Uh, no. Uh, actually, what happens is that the surface uh, and the metal of the key, it's so slick that there's, it doesn't get any purchase. Like, you can't get any friction to, to peel away. You know, and if you keep bearing down on it, I mean, how, how, how hard are you trying to do this? No, not hard. Okay. I don't want to break the key. Uh, being a person who works with wood and with tools a lot there, Vernon, um, you can tell that that key is going to break before you scratch this box. Mm. Vernon That's is displeased. He's going to be a poor craftsman and blame this tool. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so let's bring it back to the HQ, we've got some better equipment to use on this. Bigger hammers, you mean? Basically. We should guess, gentlemen, right now, this is looking like a nail. (laughs) (laughs) We should tell them to put it in a different warehouse, just on the off chance that it's some sort of giant bomb that we've armed. And there's nothing else in this uh, room that we see, right? No, that's it. And nothing, uh, we've looked under the box, of course. Oh, yeah, like I said, it's heavy, but one person can maneuver with it. So you pick it up and you look under it. Uh, if we, like, rattle it a little. It... Doesn't rattle. It, for all purposes, it seems to be a solid rectangular block with a handle on top and a keyhole. Are there any scratches on the bottom of it? Um, it's dirt. <laughs> but, uh, I'm just yeah, thinking, no, like, no if no they're scratches. pushing it across the floor or something, that's going to scratch it. Uh, you want to try and do that? No, I figured they'd already have done it. No, no, it's it's pristine. I mean, you wipe away the dirt, expecting to see scratches, but no, it's it's still very, very clear, very slick. Gentlemen, what if we don't have a key here, but a mold for a key? Hmm. Well, it fits in perfectly, but who's this? It's also hollow. Maybe we're supposed to make a non-hollow version, something that can bear a little more turning. I don't know what I do, but either way, that'll be back at HQ where we can do that sort of thing. We should yeah. take this with us and watch out for people looking for people carrying large boxes that look like they one solid piece. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're going to make the old man carry this. So are you hauling it with you, or are you going to call someone to take it away? Can we get the car here? Yes. Yeah, easily. Drive the car up and then throw it in the back. Okay. Uh, who goes for the car? 
Uh, Vernon. I don't and know whoever can drive. Uh, Jameis is a pilot, so I imagine he can drive. All right. Planes, well, buddy boy, planes. <laughs> whatever goes fast. Okay, if you guys go back to the car. Sure. You guys go for the car, and you're bringing the car around to the warehouse. Uh, you get a call on your radio. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, it was a slow day in the lab, so they've uh, they've got back your particulars on the the body you had delivered just a little bit ago. Uh, pending any uh, further examination, uh, yes, he was uh, he was poisoned. Uh, although it seems that he had uh, at least some resistance to it, he did not die immediately from the poison. Um, and uh, the gut wound, uh, it, it did hit some internal organs in there. Uh, likely that paired with the poison uh, is what did it in. Uh, they were able to peel off the black material. The stuff was uh, pretty difficult to get on. I mean, in the end, they mm. had to, uh, uh, oh, well, <laughs> they had to basically uh, break some of his bones to <laughs> pull it off uh, without oh. ruining the suit. Uh, they found that he had a very large bruise over the uh, left side of his chest, which uh, corresponds with your report that he was probably shot. Uh, you found the mm-hmm. deformed slug close range. Uh uh-huh. You know, interesting, you know, he's a, it was a big bruise as if someone had kicked him there, but no other damage to that. Uh, other things of interest is all up and down his arms uh, and some places on his legs were very, uh, very short, very shallow, uh, healed wounds. Very old, and there's lots of them all up and down the arms and legs. Yeah, he got beat. Like he was cutting himself? Uh yeah yeah almost like uh, you know if you cut yourself shaving maybe uh, this guy must have been a horrible shaver if that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> what how big were these wounds? Uh, really short, uh, you know, very very sh- like I said, almost like yeah, uh, like the guy was very bad at shaving. Why would you shave your arms and legs? I know, but uh... uh, I described like the dimensions of the little key knife that we have. And ask them if that collab- collaborates with the wounds. It could be anything thin and sharp like that could have done it. I mean, I can't say for sure it was that particular instrument, but uh, it could. I turn to Jameis's character and say, "Maybe we need to bring the uh, pardon." There's a name, Ronald Biggles. Ronald Biggles. Ronald Biggles. Ronald, you know Biggles was in. Is it right. flying Mr. Biggles? Yeah. Your, Biggles uh, work. Forever associated with Luke and your other characters. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so I, I turn to Ronald and it's like, maybe we need to bring the box to the body. Well, we do. I do intend on taking it back to HQ, so it'll be in the same area at least. Let's get I'm also the... wondering if perhaps someone who's involved in, say, sword fighting with that suit on, if that's what would happen if you did that. Never mind. I'm sure we'll find out what happens in a night. Let's get going. All right, so you guys you are bringing the box yourself. You're not calling for a pickup. So yeah. putting yeah, it we'll, in the car, we'll take it off. Take it off. Okay. Yep. One thing I do once we've gotten in the car is I just want to check the radio to see if there's any interference or anything happening strangely. Oh, no, not at all. Okay, just checking. <laughs> not giving off strange electromagnetic waves. Good, good, good. Don't see anybody looking for us either, it seems. Nope. Uh, it doesn't look like anyone's paying any attention to you, really. You're just another group of people unloading and loading into the warehouse. All right. Anything, anything from the uh, license plate number that we called in? Uh, not yet. 
uh, but uh, they are widening the search. Uh, they're going a little further out. They were limiting it to the immediate area at first. Now they're widening it out, going a little further back. Uh, they'll let you know if they catch anything. Someone we should probably go to the uh, cultural place ourselves and see who actually got that. Truck oh, well, if you want, they'll give you the preliminary information. Uh, oh, yeah. they, they know which farm allotment it belongs to. Uh, it doesn't belong to a particular person. It's a fleet car uh, out of a particular right. uh, allotment. Uh, they contacted the owners. The owners verified that it's missing. Uh, they don't have any record of taking anyone taking it out. They believe it was stolen. Uh, the old stolen truck excuse. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I assume we get back to the other guys by this point. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're all together. Yep. Yeah. You're all here. Now let's drive away like we stole something. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Vermin being an old man, getting his uh, new training, he has a lot of expectations from being a Jekka field agent. All right. Uh, by the time you get back to uh, head office and you uh, turn in the rectangle and uh, you turning in the key as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, turn in the rectangle, the key. Uh, Sorry, you... did you tell us about what they found out on the thing? Um, yes. Right blah. Blah. And, yeah, I have one thing I think might be interesting. I, I think we should try the key with some blood on it, but that's about it. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to suggest. I have no problem volunteering for this. Well, I if think I want to we try should try blood, the... Or you want to try his, first of all, either way. I, I think we should try our dead man first. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Try his one blood. We'll try that. Okay. Uh, so you're going to cut your dead man with a <laughs> with a knife? Well, we don't really need to cut him, but we yeah. just... Get, get some of his blood in there. Yeah. All right, yeah. Because you cut him, he's dead. There's no circulation, so no blood flow. But uh, you, you, it does look like the knife was designed. If you make a shallow cut with it, uh, the teeth actually do feed blood into the hollow tube. But in this case, you just get some of his blood with the needle, put it inside. And um, quick question: mm-hmm. uh, the the one stab wound he had. Yes. Uh, quick suspicion that they were getting his blood for this exact reason. Uh, no, no. Uh, actually. Uh, they do come up with a theory of what might have happened. Um, actually, hold on just a second here. Let me make a little rule. Yes. Competent NPCs. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, they're very competent. Uh, yeah, they, they come up with an idea of what happened here. As a guy was poisoned, shot, and stabbed. Uh, <laughs> what they guess happened here was the poisoning happened first, uh, probably Ooh. over the course of the meal, but the guy had some resistance uh, to poison, so it didn't act fast enough, but it probably weakened him. Uh, seeing that the victim was not being, uh, did not drop dead of the poison, the person probably drew a gun and shot him. With the gun <laughs> not working, uh, they well, estimate that with a few of the other bruises on him, that the guy had enough presence of mind and ability to attack his assailant, fell on his assailant who had a knife out, and fell on the blade. Uh, they, they, they estimate after, uh, checking out the, the very close fitting suit that had this happened, uh, on accident, the blade would have moved slow enough that it would have penetrated the suit. And so he probably died on accident at that point. Well, after having tried to be killed by poison yeah. and gunshot. <laughs> yeah. Was his first name Rasputin by chance? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think that it's drowning is the only one yeah. I think that's missing from that, isn't it? It was poison, shooting, and drowning, I think. I can't remember if they stabbed him or not. Yeah, they so, stabbed him as well. Yeah. Uh, so the, okay. uh, 
The stab wound was probably what likely finished him off, although he probably would have been dead another hour or two from the poison. Huh. But the stab wound is the only thing that looks like, well, it looks accidental in this scenario we presented you here. We think the stabbing was actually accidental, but ended up being what killed the man. Interesting. So, does the key work now? Uh, you put it in and try it, and get some of his blood yep. loaded into it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you jiggle it around a little bit when you turn it to the right. Uh, you get the grinding sound again. But now something happens. Uh, the box kind of just it it opens up like a, like a puzzle box, like you were thinking of. Um, and work. yes, <laughs> it uh, as it unfolds, uh, it it has a it unfolds into vaguely the position of like a reclining chair. Like, like you could sit and lay back into it. <laughs> Did we sit? Were there any seams on the uh, clothes that he was wearing? The um, suit thing. Garment ah, well, they, they haven't fully examined the suit yet, but they'll they you know they've gotten off him. They'll show it to you if you want to examine the suit now that it's off of him. Yeah, I'm just wondering if this clothes him in the thing. Well, uh, right. you notice some things about it that are interesting. Uh, while it is, it's. Uh, it's a single it's a single piece um and it's very stretchy so like there's no there's no zipper or anything but you can you can stretch open like the neck hole and you know pull yourself into it um but there are some holes in it that are interesting um one around your the restroom yeah exactly Um, and they also tell you that they did just a quick scan on it and that the material, while it appears to be cloth, um, is actually a very dense weave uh, of metal. Uh, if, you, uh, if, you, if, if there is a, a large kinetic force that comes at, at, at it, there is actually an electrical charge uh, that happens at the point of impact, which creates, that causes the metal to, uh, to tighten in that area, which causes a very dense... Uh, plate of metal to form, and then it relaxes after the force uh, goes away. There is an obvious question we should be asking at this point. Mm-hmm. Ask which guild was which guild was he meeting with to talk about this stuff with? At least which guild should know about it? Well, that we know nothing about Japan at all, right? Yeah, but if he except he's, he's, well, Japan. Right. From the sound so of it, cannot, what I would so guess is that we cannot King assume Pe- that they know anything about our society either, and that they know that guilds exist in general. Well, they do. He was speaking English, so we can safely assume he had a tutor of some kind. And and most from there, there will be a guild that knows something of this. I'm just not sure which guild it is. Off from me, I can't remember what all the guilds are. It's Tainment, obviously. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, agricultural was stolen from apparently the uh, truck. Yeah. Agriculture always right. has their stu- trucks stolen. Them in transportation. It's true. Mm. <laughs> hey, um, this hmm. Burton would know. <laughs> do we produce rice over here? Uh, no, you do not. So, and he brought rice with him. So mm-hmm. either he brought it because he needed to eat it, or possibly he is trading it to the agricultural. Place. We can. We have got contact with various schools. We can reach out and say, "Hey, do you know anything about Mister S- whatever his first name was, yep, Sato?" And see if he did come back to us and say, "Oh, yes, we were expecting to hear back from him. Do you know what happened to the dear chap?" And we can say, "Yes, he died. Can you tell us everything you need to know?" 
We could always ask the restaurants. After all, we know he didn't eat uh, lunch or dinner at his apartment. He had to eat sometime. Yeah, it's easy enough just to contact some of our main guild connections and see if they know anything about him. We can we can get that underway first. So while uh, yeah. while you guys are in the lab and you're discussing this back and forth, uh, one of the lab managers uh, comes over to you and says, "Well, we we got a call uh, from the local police. Looks like they found that truck." Uh, he hands you the address mm-hmm. they found it at. Um, there, it's empty. They didn't see any anyone around it. They have not looked it over. They're wanting to know what we want to do with it. Uh, gives you the police contact number. Did they say where they found it? Oh yeah, yeah. It's actually in a lot across the first uh, first bank, uh, first bank of Metapole. Shall we be going to the first bank, gentlemen? Or should we examine this chair a little bit more? Um, I want to examine the chair. Because it seems to be that it's kind of clockwork. Mm-hmm. Somebody going to sit on it? Don't uh, look at me. Maybe after examining it. All right. All right. Now that it's Journalists, up some, uh, you um, know, go where angels fear to tread, such as <laughs> chairs. Yes, I was going to jump in there and say, nuts to you. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, the uh, uh, we can just get him to bring the uh, truck in. I don't think there's any particular. I, I doubt there's any particular location. Of it. All right, so Ronald just wants to call the police back and say, just tow it over. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. I'll do it. Sure. Where was it found? Sorry, I missed that. Parking lot across the from the bank. first bank of Metapole. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I also want to start getting some of that context to asking them about Sato and about Sato. Yeah, yeah, you basically put in a general call to all the you know the heads of departments saying, hey, yeah. who is this guy? Do uh, we have any records on him? That sort of thing. I would uh, yep. get somebody even lower ranking than I am to start calling restaurants and asking if they had an uh, Asian There person. is no one lower ranking than you are. You are the lower ranking. <laughs> no, <than> actually, <laughs> all the che- all the Cheka are lower ranking than you are. Uh, <laughs> you, you, are you are an arm of the Cheka that you have to go through, you know, all... Being a regular jack-booted Cheka <laughs> is the lowest rung, and then you're you're at the lowest rung as far as an investigator can go. <laughs> right. But right. Yes. Well, I get someone from like the secretarial pool to go yeah, around yeah. the uh, usual high-end restaurants to see if an Asian man was eating there in the past couple of nights. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you do see Asiatics <laughs> through here. I mean, they're not like uh, you know they do come through quite a bit. It's not like. Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> so you're going to check with the high, the higher class places. Yeah, where the unions or uh, where the uh, guilds would gather. Okay. Yeah, you yeah, know, sure. like uh, what's that uh, one on the airship? Oh uh-huh, yeah, Pasternak. A- Pasternak, yes. Uh-huh. Oh wow, that that aid does very well. Okay, well they'll get on it. Um, <laughs> uh, our clockwork guy, if you want to inspect the chair, uh, yes. you can do either clever or careful. Uh, and roll it first, and then if you want to use an aspect for clockworking that might help, you can. Um, can I throw in a stunt for that? What's your stunt? Um, precision Craftsman. It's a plus two to clever when examining mechanical items. Go for it. Yeah, You can take your clever and do it at plus mm. two with your stunt. Uh, okay. Yep. We're going to look for at least a great success, or a four total. Okay. As this is, uh, while it is clockwork, it is something that you don't have a lot of experience with. 
no one here has ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah, all you all you can fathom from it is mm-hmm. that it has a lot of of gears, uh some of it's electrical. Uh you can't you're not even sure what it's powered by. I guess okay. I could take a look at it just for the off chance I roll a four. It turns you into a driver. <laughs> it's kinda of like a puzzle box, right? I might know. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, you can look out, and <laughs> it's possible. Sure, give me a roll if you want to. Uh, add my uh, careful eye of the craftsman plus um, uh, two when examining woodwork. It's not woodwork, so it's it's not going to help. Right. Yeah, but uh, I uh, eye of the craftsman. If it's not specifically for woodwork, I'll let you have that. No, it's a uh, well. Clever when let's see what was this it? is what I've got my stanza saying when trying to overcome or trying to take an advantage so yep. it doesn't uh plus two when yeah. carefully <laughs> checking wooden constructions. Yeah, this is not wood, so no, it won't help you. Well I also have a blink stunts. Nah, I'll save it. Let's see what I got first. Nope. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. You have no, no idea I'll what stick this with construction that. is. If I throw a fate point to use detail oriented or an aspect, do I re-roll? You can re-roll, or you can add a plus or two. you can add two. So if you wanted to try well, and re-roll I... what you had, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to try and re-roll it. Sure. <laughs> nope. yeah, same thing. Same thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's well. it's it's beyond your technical ability. You're like you said, you're not even you know the thing needs some kind of power source because there's electronics uh-huh. here as well, but you have no idea how it's powered. The best you can guess is it's broadcast power because there's no steam tank on this thing. Uh there are no panels for uh you know some of the high tech wizardry in the area now has had solar panels invented. So you kinda know what those are. But unless this thing works on broadcast power, you have no idea how it's powered. There's no indication of an engine, a boiler tank, nothing. Damn thing. I'm going to kick it. I'm mad at it. You kick it? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, you kick it, and it rolls back up into a cube again, or a rectangle. Ah, <laughs> huh. we've got to be careful. We've only got a limited supply of blood right now. <laughs> Well, I imagine more. we have about eight pints or so. Well, six. It's going to deteriorate pretty quickly. Um, we don't know whether it needs to be. Well, you can test it with your blood if you really want to. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, why not? Right. The worst uh, you can do is explode and never work for us again. Right. Right. You're, you're, cyborg, you're cyborging again, Chris. So you might want to take care of your microphone while we do this. All right. Uh, so, Warren, you're going to cut yourself with the key. Um, yep. The thing is is so sharp that you know you don't you don't even you don't feel the cut, um, but the the blood wells up and it fills the little uh, the little hollow space and you put it in and uh, same thing happens as the first time you turn it to the right and it has a crunk crunk kind of sound uh, and it doesn't open. So I'm able to tell different people's blood. That's pretty impressive. It's certainly something that somebody should want to get their hands on. Huh. 
Most of his characters have seen that kind of technology already. Well, we need to put it's somebody not new te- in the chair first, don't we? No, it's, it's, not, it's not new technology to the world. We're already aware of that sort of thing. Because Tesla did that. Some of his locks were blood-based. Well, we should get it open again and put someone in the chair, right? See what happens. You we can you always put the dead body. Or just put a body in the chair. I'm willing to be the volunteer for this. <laughs> sit down in the chair. All right. Be- um, how tall is Warren? I have no idea. I haven't really considered that. So well, think about it. How are you taller or shorter than uh, Mr. Sato or Sato? Um, about if five foot with three. Then yeah, he's going to be tall. Okay. And are you heavily built or slightly built? Uh, slightly built. Slightly built. Okay. Uh, so you're using his blood, but then you sit in the chair. Uh, is that what's going on? Yeah. Alrighty then. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give him a compel for that. Is uh, uh, yeah, it's his trouble. I'll give him. I'll give him. A, you, you can take a fate point for that. However, um, I now need you to defend. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Do you want? To, do you want him to fail? As in, would it actually help if he fails? <laughs> well, you might learn something either way. But uh, <laughs> let's yeah. see. It's too. Uh, that's not too bad. Okay, uh, give me. I think forceful is the only thing that's going to work. For this. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, it's going to be a forceful defense because right it's now. yeah. You're you're basically the thing is is trying to wrap itself around you, but you're not the right proportions. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, give me a. Uh, or actually, I would take a, a. You can you can choose to be quick, I suppose. And you could notice that what it's trying to do and try to get the heck out of it before it closes over you. Uh, it doesn't matter either way. They're both plus one, but forceful okay. is the way to go. I just lost my way out of it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, well, let's make the roll first of all and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that's not a particularly good roll. Let's but your total is zero, which would mean that you would just take a box one uh, of damage if you want. Uh you know, they, they go away at the end of the scene, so it's not that big of a deal. Uh, I tap on aspects anyway because I haven't tapped any so far on sure. chips. And I want to do it. You do I have tap. a lot of chips. Yeah. I tap. The front line will make a man of you. <laughs> All right. And I'll just take those plus two. So this thing starts closing around you, and at first you're like, oh, that's interesting, until you notice that the headgear is going to hit you around your neck level. Um, huh. And you can already feel it tra- starting to seal over your arms and your legs, and you you know that this thing is going to tear you apart if you stay in it and it closes. Uh, the rest of you are watching. Is it's a suit? Um, it's like one of the Iron Jaegers that they have uh, in Metapol. Uh, much more high tech, much more streamlined and portable. Uh, but that's what it is. Excellent. So Warren, you're able to rip yourself out of the way as it finishes sealing. Um, so now what you're looking at is basically an armored suit. Huh. Um, it is still matte black, so like it doesn't reflect light. There's nothing uh, shiny on it. Um, so like when light reflects on it, it really, you know, it, it kind of washes it out almost. This thing would be very good for like a night mission. Uh, it, it's pretty good camouflage. Uh, you do notice that there is actually a design on it, though. When you run, when you look around the back, there is that uh, wolf-headed logo. Uh, is like a big circle on the upper back. 
uh, kind of emblazoned on it, but it's also kind of, you know, matte looking, just slightly silvered so it stands out, but not by much. Um, it's certainly much lighter than your current, uh, you know, iron, uh, iron Jaeger suits they've got uh, in Metapole. Uh, much, much more compact. It's very, it's very form fitting. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It, it's Probably. a suit of armor. This is exactly the sort of thing my main character is supposed to three of them to have. <laughs> oh, the Japanese in their mecha. Mm. Uh-huh. Well, we got something interesting for the check to look at. Yeah, that's okay. Huh. I gotta um, say. Somebody got a gun? Oh, no, we don't have a gun. We got uh, tasers. Yeah, I'd pull out my taser and shoot it just to see what happens. Okay. Um. Let's see here. Let's go ahead and uh, give a roll, even though you're not going to miss. Uh, just, you know, probably use careful, or if you want to use you know, whatever you want. Maybe you probably do uh, careful, uh, those things. Uh, yeah. All right. Why not? Hey, guys, look at this. Negative two. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of discharges around it, and it doesn't seem to do anything to it. it doesn't mar the surface. It looks like the electricity gets grounded. Ah, oh. well, that's interesting. Take a wrap on it. Uh, you know, tap it with my knuckles. See how mm-hmm. sturdy it seems. Yeah, I mean, it's still the same material the box was made out of, so it still seems, you know. You're not quite sure. <laughs> you still don't know if this is metal or wood. <laughs> uh, sneaky. It, it seems too light, uh, you know, too light to be metal, but it also seems to be too strong to be wood. But you know, uh, you you understand from uh, what little information has gotten out uh, on cabinet, the art of cabinet making uh, in, from Japan is that they have perfected some very strong lacquers that are layer upon layer on top of even very brittle wood, makes a very strong structure. I convey this information. Blah. Uh, the thing that gets you, though, is that, once again, you know, looking at it, it's it's still, it has no seams. So you don't understand how it actually moves. Like, how does it unravel itself, and how does it reshape itself? There, there are no seams. None of us are going to figure that out, because we're just not that kind of people. <laughs> That's why we have the tech people here in Chicago. Yeah, the tech people in the lab have all stopped what they're doing. They're all like, oh, as soon as you leave, we're going to take this apart. (laughs) (laughs) It's not made out of wood. I have nothing I can do with it. (laughs) It's nothing I can do with it either because it's nothing to do with wood. Okay, fine. It's got nothing to do with it. I don't care. Interesting stuff. (laughs) And he rolls into the floor and blows it up. (laughs) There's an empty uh, uh, suit standing there. Yep. Huh. Oh, no very You want to find out. The main thing you want to find out is how to program it for other people. <laughs> yeah. That's what we got text for. We got I'm guessing they're custom built for each person. Mm. How do Based you on the get blood there? How do you get to Metapod? Fair uh, question. Fair question. I guess we better scout the ship ports and the airports. Maybe even the trains. Uh, I don't know if that's going to help us find whoever killed him, right? right I'm not now. sure where the next step is. We can, we've got the truck that they're bringing in so we can have a look at it, but I'm not, I pretty much doubt we're going to find anything there. So, yeah, I'm not sure what our next step is. Where was it stolen from? To the bar! 
Bar sounds good, but we also got that truck to check out, and also the first bank. Yeah. Where we the truck was stolen that, huh? is uh, one of the ag, uh, one of the farm, uh, you know, farms just outside of Metapole. Uh, so they know exactly which farm and you know which motor pool it came out of. Uh, the head of that basically area is... it was an opportunity stealing. It was just they didn't yeah. really secure it very well on the ground. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, they don't secure them very well at all, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is an ongoing problem. <laughs> yeah, I just wondered if we had a place to look to see where somebody had stolen something from. Apparently not. The only mm. thing that left we got is the clothes maker, the shoemaker. Potentially the restaurant. And this wolf symbol, which is on the suit and the gold, but I don't know anything about that. Um, yeah. I'm assuming something's from Japan. I mean, that's why it's that way. Yeah. If you could pick you it up. We have here. a Japan expert here in Metropole. <laughs> they don't export anything. Yeah. There, there is no such thing. Expert. Yeah. I know. They don't export anything. Or, or import it. either. As far as uh, anyone knows. Oh, they exported a little sleeper agent here at the very least. Yep. As far as anyone knows, no foreigner has ever been allowed to st- step foot uh, on that island. Now, you know, higher-ups may know something different, but, you know, as far as local lore and history goes, no one foreign has ever gone to Japan. Ah, huh. if Japan was coming over here, when either they were here to spy on us or they were making contact if they're making contact with us, then the German that would tip the balance of power in our favor. The Germans would definitely want him dead. So it could be a German agent. So Vernon goes to check out the truck that they had towed in. Okay. In case, yeah. case they had any fingerprints left on it. All right, Vernon. Uh, assume Nothing you're going to be careful about your search. You can get yep. a roll. Unfortunately, these trucks aren't made out of wood. <laughs> no, no, they're not. Plus two. Four. Oh, nice. Uh, four is. Burning right, not... is very careful. Yeah, doesn't quite succeed with uh, uh, with style, but it's still a success. So you look through, and Ooh, I could um, spend a chip. I could spend a chip. Uh, your choice. You would uh, definitely get something else out of it if you did, but you don't need to. I am a Cheka handyman. Plus two. <laughs> You're used to going over stolen cars for the Cheka. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you know where all you know where to check for everything. All right. First of all, the the first thing you check is that uh, the car. Uh, most cars don't have keys. I mean, keep that in mind. Special order ones do. But utilitarian cars that are used for public works don't usually have keys. They just, you know, there's a start button. Um, in this case, this truck did have a key lock. Uh, at one point in time, it was probably owned by someone and then turned over to the motor pool. Uh, it has been bypassed. Someone has hardwired uh, the ignition on it. Uh, so gives credence to it probably being truthful about it being stolen. Uh, going through it, you don't find a lot. I mean, the gas pedal and brakes are have blood on them. Uh, so yes, you probably uh, can guess that. that your guys were on. You were here. Uh, you're you basically do the whole once over. You're very careful about it. You pull the seats out, and it's not until you pull the seats out that you find something that may or may not be a clue. Uh, there is a bank receipt uh, for the first bank of medical uh, that had fallen into the seat. Made out yesterday. 
how much and to who? Uh, $300. That's a lot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was made out uh, to uh, to cash. Uh, so, you know, you can but tell, you know, you got the account number that it came out of here, uh, but okay. whoever presented it didn't, you know, their name is not involved. They just presented it to be cashed. And so Vernon goes back to the groups, holding up uh, with a smug smile the receipt and say, guys, we got another clue. Let's head to the bank. Everybody coming to the bank? No. <laughs> They're still looking at the suit. How uh, the hell? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Seymour will go to the bank, but um, right now i got to step away from the computer for a couple of minutes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sure. We'll bring him along this once. Anybody opposed to going to the bank? No, no, no. This is just a FC Guild's callback. We could always stop by the bar on the way to the bank. (laughs) (laughs) And on the way back. (laughs) I like your thinking. So we head to the bank. I guess he cashed in some of his gold to get the the. No, no, these were the uh, Uh, hitmen, so... Right, I guess he cashed in some of his gold to get the currency, and that's where he got the cash from, because it's unusual that two people in this thing have cash receipts from, oh, sorry, have suddenly got lots of cash. No, this was the doorman, right? No, no, these were the two... No, I understand that. Yeah. But the doorman was the one who did it. If I was... You would ask the doorman where you could get cash from, maybe? And then he would direct you to the First National Bank. I might have thought that he had the money. No, these, this is probably the payment to the two guys to go kill the doorman. And they just went to the bank and did it? That's pretty piss-poor planning. Well, they're hired thugs. Right. But I expect the person who hired the thugs to have better planning than to say, hey, I'm going to go down to the bank and take the money out immediately. We don't know this series of events here, my good man. No, that's true. They could have gotten the receipt to make out for cash after the fact that they had killed him. And then they went to the bank to go collect their payment. So when was the payment of the bank? When does it say on that? What's the date? Uh, does uh, it say? Yeah, it does. It was yesterday afternoon. Yeah, this has got to be our guy paying him off. Okay, so they, so they got paid ahead of schedule. Well, let's just go oh, to the bank. And yeah, see let's go and ask. Well, I'm guessing it's the guy trading in gold to get the money. And then they've said, hey, this that guy's gold bar, Would that be about 300 or would that be... Way under what the bar would be worth. Way no, under, that's uh, at this time. Uh, oh, that time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, three hundred maybe. I mean, it wasn't a huge bar of gold or anything. You know, it's bigger size yeah. uh, ingot. Oh, maybe, uh, yeah, three hundred could be. So it was a, okay. like a gold row. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Uh, all right, so we go. So what bank. may have happened is that he went to a wouldn't go to a, well, I don't know if he go to a bank to change it, but maybe went to a jeweler and they said, okay, fine, go take this to the bank and get some money out in my name. $300 worth. Well, we'll find out when we get to the bank. I imagine we'll just find a name attached to this account. <laughs> <laughs> At the bank. Um, sure. And just go up to the first teller that's available and what do you ask her? Yep. Let us speak Hi. to your manager, please. Show her our, show her our badge. Oh, of course. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she's 
uh, the manager comes and takes her place, basically, and uh, says, "Well, let's uh, let's discuss this in the back room. No need to flash those ba- those badges <laughs> around when we got customers here. Wouldn't want them I to feel insecure that. about their money, after all. <laughs> no, nothing like that. We need some information. Hand them the receipt. Uh, yeah, he I takes. Think you. Be more secure than that we're on the scene. <laughs> <laughs> he takes you all back into uh, one of the. Uh, uh, it's got glass. It's got glass walls, so you can still see all the customers around you. But this is one of the uh, rooms they use to go and discuss, you know, personal banking matters. And such. So, hey. oh, what? How can I help? Uh, Metapulse finest today. Coffee, tea. Oh, coffee. Yeah, I'll have some of that. Yep. He calls in a secretary who shortly brings in a platter of some coffee and a few edibles. Uh, now, uh, what can the first bank do? Vernon likes these uh, perks, so he's getting some edibles, coffee, you know, dunking the cookie. I, or I wish my donut. coffee up a bit. Yeah, yeah, actually, uh, you pull out some, the bank manager uh, looks around, and he pulls out his own little snifter and <laughs> gives you the wink and puts some in his own. <laughs> <laughs> Offers it around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that takes him up. Yeah. I think we all take all right, Chris, you guys are all sitting in a bank manager's, uh, in an office, and he's just started freshening up everybody's coffee with some good old alcohol. <laughs> he sit down oh, and add it to Seymour's coffee, whether he wants it or not. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll sip it and realize it's in there, and then very, very slowly drink it. Well, then, uh, I'm sure you'll find that, uh, we hear it, uh, the first bank, uh, or mooring, more, uh, or we'd be glad to comply with any, any requests, uh, that you might have. Uh, we're big, uh, big fans, big fans of, uh, your arrest <laughs> records. Uh, Check a TV. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, have, damn it. I knew that was. We have a receipt here. We'd like to know whose account it is. Oh, sure. Uh, well, if you don't mind, uh, he, you know, he, uh, basically hooks up one of the portable Babbage machines in the room so he can look up the account. Uh, yep. puts it in, says, oh, that's interesting. It was, a it's a one-time account for a transaction. Looks like we did a materials exchange, uh, yesterday. Uh-huh. Someone brought in several ounces of gold that we turned into, uh, local currency. Um, did you, I did do that. Okay. uh, did you hold this in, uh, escrow by any chance? Uh no no we uh we have a uh, on site we've got a metallurgist who's able to confirm the gold's quality, uh, purity uh well, we gave him fair market value minus a small percentage of course for the bank transaction. Do you know who put it uh, in? He can says it looks like the... the gold is uh, still on premises. It hasn't gone to melt yet. If you'd like to examine it, I can certainly yes. Yep. We uh, would. Uh, we'd also like to speak to whoever did such an exchange. Oh sure, looks like uh, looks like he ordered uh, some more work done up. Actually, uh, looks like he needed some uh, some papers, uh, which of course we uh, can help with here at the bank. Uh, seems like we set him up with one of our uh, one of our lawyers on staff here as well. Uh, seems that he uh, is having difficulty crossing borders as he had to leave. Uh, well, he didn't say where from. Actually, he's reading off the Babbage machine here. Uh, just that he was in straits where he did not have uh, papers for continuations uh, on his journeys, and he needed to have some made up. Um, and of course, this is you know, following all procedures. Of course, uh, this is not a quick thing. Yeah. We told him 
Looks like we've said uh, that he would have to give us a month to be able to confirm uh, identity <laughs> and such. Uh, he gave us an address. He reads off the address of the, the guys. It is his address. Um, yeah. After it's not like we have Silver Wizard's character here or anything. After uh, several minutes, uh, secretary comes in with uh, a few of these, uh, two of these gold ingots uh, uh, out, and you know, he passes them over to you. Uh, they're of the same type. They have that same uh, wolf head in a circle stamp on them. Uh, they're both of similar size to the one you've already seen. Uh, he I took, uh, took $300. In... Says, uh, he took $300 in cash and 300 more he put towards his documentation. Mm-hmm. Well, if you'd seen this symbol before, in the case of the wolf's head. Uh, no, no, it's quite interesting. We figure, uh, well, wherever Mr., he looks at the paper, Mr. Sato was from, uh, that this was probably um, some local mint or stamp. Uh, the gold is quite unusual. Uh, if he, he points out to you, if you'll notice that the, the edges are not clean, uh, this looks like it was prior, it was melted down prior um, and put into a fairly crude um, forming pan. Uh, it's all, it all checks out. It's, the gold is good. Mm. Is it a better purity than um, what's n- what you normally say? Oh no no no! Uh, on par, on par. The name of that lawyer? Did you say? Oh, I did, I did. Let's see. She, he's looking through his here. It looks like it is. Uh, sorry, I've got to look at my notes real quick. Uh, why didn't I highlight that? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, where did I put it? Um, ah, Miss Tuttle. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> Miss Tuttle, yes. Uh, she is uh, does uh, some of our co- foreign correspondence. She is quite versed in international law. And uh, yes, it looks like she was assigned to the account. Let me just check. It looks like Miss Tuttle is here today. Yes, she, he should, she should be. And he turns and looks, as I said, this is kind of an enclosed glass uh, room. And he kind of looks across the floor, and he he points. Oh, there she is now! It looks like she's going out for lunch, and you guys see Up, uh, a blonde down. woman, <laughs> yes, who is hurrying <laughs> out the employee exit <laughs> with with perhaps something on a, with a bit of a hand problem, uh, maybe yeah. a nail missing from a hand. <laughs> all right, all right. This is uh, this is a chase here. Then she's got somewhat of a head start on you uh what you guys are going to need to do here since you're chasing after her uh you're going to need to make an overcome uh action to basically get through the bank and to the employee door that she's going out now uh in the meantime as she is already at the door she's not encumbered so she's going out um so what we're looking for here uh it's a fairly crowded bank uh but i'm sure you're not going to care too much about running over people. Uh, so we're looking for I, a fair... Have, are these got desks and etc. around there? Yes, yes there are. I'm climbing onto the desk and leaping from one to the other. That um, is I, sweet. That is very sweet. Yeah. So uh, you're going to use what? Let's hear a... We're I'm guessing that's flashy. flashy. We're going to call this yeah. flashy. Alright. Sounds good. Uh, Vernon's okay. going to be just forcefully charging through, knocking people aside like he's playing rugby. <laughs> Alright. Nice. Three. 
And what is Ronald doing? He's going for the car because he's going to go block her off by the car. Okay. Yep. Yep. You're still trying to do this, uh, you know, trying to yep. get out of the bank and do it quickly. We'll go forceful. No, we'll go fleshy. He's always fleshy. I won't say he's plus. I won't say he's stunt fleshy, but yeah. So what I'm looking here for on your rolls, if you get at least a fair, you get uh, you get through the crowd and you get to the door, okay, uh, or out the door in the case of Ronald, if you're going for the car. If you can do three or better, you can get that door open and you're going to be out in the alley behind, uh, so you'll keep her in sight. I got a three. Okay. I got a fair. That was Vernon. I got a two. So everyone actually makes it uh, through the lobby. Uh, Vernon, you're first to hit the door and are out. Um, and so here's what you see. She has gone out the back exit. Uh, she has taken off uh, her high heels, and she is booking it. Uh, she's throwing down her purse. She's taken off her coat, and she's approaching the uh, uh, the back kind of fence wall. And she takes, a, she takes a leap at it, or she jumps into the air. She plants her hands at the top of this, like, five-foot-tall fence. It does, like, a little flip over it. Let's see if she actually can do this. Oh, my season three character would say love this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what is she in. In some ways, this is my season three character. <laughs> oh yeah, no problem. It it is elegant. It is beautiful. She does just this. She, her hands barely touch the top of the the fence just for balance, and she does this little cartwheel right over it. So Vernon, you come out and you see this. So you didn't lose sight of her. You know where she went. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, you would have just burst out into an empty, you know, back alley. There you I go. suppose I'm following. All right, you're gonna try to make that leap too. <laughs> yes, but I'm using just brute strength then. All right, Mostly doing this. All right. Did your time? Did your your character since he's that old? Did he ever, did he do any time in the first war? Probably, yeah. He's all right. So yeah, like, you're uh, basic training. Exactly. You're you're remembering renewed, the, the fence climbing. <laughs> go ahead. Give me a roll there. Ooh. All right, uh, a one will eventually get you over the fence, all right? But you're going to uh, be several steps behind. Could I? I've already tapped my check a handyman earlier. Can I check it? Tap this it again? This is a new scene. This is a new scene, so you go right ahead. I'll, I'll spend a point and make that a three. Okay, uh, with a three, you're not elegant about it, but you get over the top. You, you, I'm old. You straddle I just got to get there. <laughs> you straddle it without compromising the family jewels, and you drop down on the other side. And you see that she's uh, she's running through traffic, trying to get to the other side of the street. Fortunately, uh, Jameis, uh, Ronald has made it to the car, and she's making such uh, her dash across the street during uh, you know middle of the day traffic is causing such a problem that she uh, you see it. I mean, you, the cars are honking, and you you see the girl. She leaps on top of the roof of one car. Now she's jumping from roof to roof. As she's trying to get across the street, you see Vernon tumble over the fence on the other side. Uh, Vernon, since you didn't do that quite so eloquently or elegantly, the rest of you come out of the back door and you see Vernon going over. So you have some idea of where the woman went. I thought Warren was right behind I was going to say, I oh. only rolled a zero on my oh, okay. uh, jump across the thing, so I way behind. Okay. Yeah, I, I got a two, so I'm gonna I'm gonna see that wall turn around and go back in in through the uh, <laughs> the bank to the front. Okay. All right. Good enough. Uh, Vernon's keeping up chase. Yep. Yep. Vernon, you're gonna have to run through traffic on uh, the oh. next action here. So let's uh, let's let's see what our new next actions are. 
So, Ronald, you're behind the car wheel. Uh, you just close the door yep. and you see her jumping from rooftop to rooftop of other cars uh, in the street ahead of you there. What are you wanting to do? I suppose quick to get up to her. All right. Uh, so you're going to weave through traffic and try to get up to her? Yep. <clears throat> okay. Uh, go ahead and give me a roll on that. So traffic's heavy. She's causing a jam. We're looking for a good success from you. Richard. Is... Three. Yep, that's good. And Warren, what is Warren doing? Uh, did Warren actually see anything that was going on? Because you're seeing, uh, you're so seeing I saw him Seymour jump. come back through. You know, he's coming. Seymour's coming back through the bank. So uh, we lose her. Where'd she go? Wait, no, hold on. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. It is Seymour. Go ahead. Yeah. So Chris, we lose yeah. her. Where do we get? Where'd Wait, she no, go? No, no, no. I'm going right back through the bank, and she went over right. a fence and. I can't get over the fence. In which case, I will go outside and look for a fence to climb over. Whether it's the right one or not. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, it's a long fence, but there's only the one fence. So you want to try to get over this fence? So I'll go over the fence and follow that way. Cause yep. I have no idea what, what approach else. are you using there? Ah, there's no stubbornness, really, is there? Forceful. Forceful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so having I tried to make up for my earlier jumping over. Yep. A one will get you over, but you'll be basically a beat behind. A fair will get you over and on the street. Uh, good. You'll also be trying quickly. Yeah, could be trying quickly. No, I'm stubborn. That's what I'm trying to do. It. Not being quick. Well. Wow. Yeah, you get over. Wow. Quite nice. You are one oh. stubborn man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not. You go through. <laughs> Never mind. Either. You go through. <laughs> yeah, you might. Tripping over pens on chains attached to desks. <laughs> yeah, you. Uh, with that. With that. Uh, okay. Yeah, you get over, and uh, you're actually able to. You you see her just clearing the last car. Uh, so you know you you're you're already behind her. You can go through traffic if you want, and you can be in the middle of that. Uh, yeah, I, uh, if, I've got the scent now. Mm-hmm. Never let go of a story. All right, sounds good. So you just charge right out into traffic then. Yep. All right, uh, we're going to keep that same roll as it's kind of the, it's the same portion of that action. And you're doing the same thing. You're rolling over car hoods for the cars that don't stop in time. You're <laughs> leaping out of the way and you're just going on across. And, he's caught um, up with Vernon at this point? Not yet, uh, but he's right on your heels, Vernon. Uh, she's just cleared to the other side. Let me check something here real quick. She has cleared to the other side, and uh, she is making for a building uh, across the street from the bank. So what is Vernon doing? <sighs> Heedless of any danger, he's charging in after. Uh, another roll or same? Don't need a roll. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're basically, you're, you're a couple of, you know, you're like a beat behind her. So she's, she's just hit the door and going in, and uh, you're reaching the door. Okay? So you can still, you still have sight of her. You have not lost sight of her. And uh, Warren is finishing crossing, so Warren, you still have sight of uh, Vernon in front of you there. Ronald, uh, you made your roll, so yeah, you're able to get yep. through traffic, and you see uh, which apartment she or which building she Ooh. goes into. It's an office building. All right. Uh, so what do you do? Um, you know, you've driven up there. You want to just abandon the car, or do you want to circle the building to see she's coming out the other way? Oh, help, hopefully. Fast, furious, fun, fate. What the hell? Through the building. (laughs) 
You're gonna you're gonna drive the car through the uh, the wall of the the lower building. Okay, well there's a glass. Yeah, there's a glass. Well, I assume it's glass. Yeah, yeah, there's a glass front there. You <laughs> Obviously, he, he's not remi- he's not remembering the one day course on collateral damage and the cost to the city. He was sick that day, so. <laughs> all right. Yeah, we're under the weather. Okay. Uh, all right. Here's how this is going to play out. Then, all right, uh, Vernon, you're hot on her heels. Uh, she is uh, going up a set of stairs here. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, if you want, you can try and make a leap at her to grab her now before she gets all the way up the stairs, or you can just continue to give chase. She's close enough where you might be able to leap onto her. This is basically going to be an attack roll. Could I theoretically shoot her with the taser? Uh, yeah, yeah, you could try and give it a shot too. That's what fine. would be really have cool. To... And I'll just put this: if he sort of leaps up, the car comes in. He then does a jump off the car onto her. <laughs> I'm game. Uh... Open the hood to give the extra spring. <laughs> but I don't know if we can really justify it. No. Uh, timing, it timing wise, that's not going to work because he's uh, he's he's several uh, he's ahead of you in time here a little bit. So he this will happen before you crash the car into the door. Yes, you can pull out your phaser and fire, but I'm gonna uh, but I'm gonna say it's gonna be a more difficult shot if you're gonna try to pull it while you're running and shoot her while you're still running. Now, if you right, want to stop uh, and shoot, you can do that uh, as well. But then if you miss or if it doesn't take her out, you will be further behind her. Well, I'm already running, so I figure I'll do a diving tackle. You want to do a diving tackle instead. Yep. All right, go for it. Um, Rolling. Yep, this is, this is an attack action. Uh, you're going to be flashy about it, forceful about it. Forceful. And forceful. I got a one as point at the moment. Wow, yeah. a one. I've been rolling pretty bad this entire time. And she is going to do some flashy parkour and try and leap out of the way. And actually, she's going to she's going to try and judge it so that when you leap, you're going to miss her. And she's going to jump on the top of your head as extra <laughs> springiness <laughs> to get herself up. Only if she gets a boost. <laughs> yep, Vernon she gets a boost. Style. Come on, style. Style. Vernon is a big, burly man. He's uh, Whoa, quite possibly the biggest guy here. All right, uh, so Vernon, you uh, rolled a one on your mm-hmm. attack. Her defense is a two. So it's actually not enough for her to do it with style, but it is enough for you to miss and her to continue going. I'm willing to spend another points. All right, uh, what aspect are you going to pull in? I am, let's see, what was it? It's uh, a uh, old, let's see, uh, learning a new trade. Old tradesmen learning a new trade. This trade involves tackling people. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a yeah. little tenuous. I'll let you have it just because it's an action well, scene. Well, uh, the uh, new trade is being a check agent. Yeah, but see, that can be molded to just about anything if you determine it that way. But I'll let you have it this time. Go ahead. Uh, we're going to use it as a reroll or a plus two because she gets chips too, you see. And she is going to take hers as a reroll. She doesn't need to do anything yeah, until he, he, yeah, until he does decides what he wants to do. <laughs> yep. What do you think, chums? Should I go for the reroll or just the plus two? Uh, yeah. Honestly, I uh, go for yeah. the reroll. You can't do much That's worse than negative two on your roll, so I'll go for the reroll. So, of course, we have five. Wow. Oh, yeah, okay. there you go. All right. Uh, yeah. She's gonna try. Well, okay. Uh, she's gonna try her. 
cat-like uh, reflexes to uh, <laughs> uh, blow that ship there. And she's going to do this as a reroll. Okay, go. Come on, style. Oh, my gosh. Yes! Okay, so what will end up happening here? Um, oh, she, style, yes. Yeah, <laughs> can't, can't do either worse way, by spending the fate ship. So no, well, even by, so. You're going to get her by three. Five over two is still style. What's that? Sorry. Uh, it's still style. Five over two is still style. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it still is. Um, so, let's see here. She is going to have to take a consequence to keep going or be taken out. And since she is my villain of the piece, she will take a consequence. Oh, sorry, um, I thought we had three boxes in each, to be honest. A three, a two, and a one. Am I incorrect? I thought there was only What's two stress? in fate. Hold on, I thought there was only two. Let me uh, I might be wrong. No, it's okay. Just keep going for speed. No, you're right. There are three. <laughs> there are three. So, yeah, I think there's uh, yes. three boxes. So there are three boxes. So she takes a box yep. three, but you do win with style, which gives you a boost. So uh, it's going to throw her off a little bit, uh, which means on your next action against her, uh, you can take a plus two. It doesn't cost a chip spend or anything. Uh, but she, uh, you tackle her, um, and she hits hard on the ground, uh, and it does injure her, and she does a slow roll, but she's still up and trying to get away. Uh, then it's the guy barreling in with the car, isn't it? Uh, not quite. Uh, let's see, this would now be Vernon, not Vernon, sorry, Warren, uh, who did an incredible roll to get over that fence and through the traffic, so he's next up. So, Warren, you open the door, and the scene is you see... Vernon, uh, he is getting up off the ground. Uh, the girl is a little shaky on her feet, but she's continuing up a set of stairs. And this is what you walk in on. So you're at the bottom of the stairs. Um, Vernon's about halfway up, and then she's a few steps above him, uh, getting ready to continue on up the stairs. Hmm. Uh, this is just a office or something here? Yeah, it's an office complex. All right. Uh, hey. Give it up, lady. You can't get away from the checker. And I'll pick up a pot plant or something and throw it to try and get it tangled up her feet. Yes. All right. Um, sure. So you're trying to basically uh, create an advantage uh, to bind her up, uh, make yep. her not be able to go forward. Something uh, else. Somebody else can tap, I guess. Um, I don't know what that would be forceful, I guess. Could be or... clever. Could be clever. Could be Could quick. Be quick. Yeah. Uh, something you just pick up quickly and toss her away without really thinking about it. Uh, clever works too if you pick up something that's a little bit more designed to follow up her feet. Uh, uh, there's no cords or anything here. Damn you, broadcast power! <laughs> pick up wires and throw it in your general direction. Uh, I can't really think of a way to make it clever, so I will just go with quick. You could pick up a phone and throw it like a bolo. <laughs> Uh, five phones. Actually, um, let me check something real quick. I think you can give your boost to someone else. I know that you, yeah, if you get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I figure it's like a temporary aspect, so. Yeah, yeah but it's only usable yeah. once. Yeah, so if you want yeah. Richard to tap your boost, that would well, help his Well, he can roll. roll first. Yeah, that's true. You can roll first. You don't have to decide beforehand. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll, yeah. Uh, uh. I'll just make a quick roll because I can't think of clothes. And she's going to try and defend by basically leaping out of the way. Okay. 
And so we're tied. And on making a advantage, a tie is you do succeed. Um, and you generate one free invocation of the aspect. So the aspect isn't sticky. It you get no, it is sticky, but you get one free invocation of it. Uh, so it's not a boost. It's no, it's not a boost. It stays with her. It's you get one tapping of it for free, but further tappings you could still do, but you have to spend a fate chip to do so. All right, that's well, interesting. I... It's actually easier to create an advantage than it is to do most things because tying still gives you a success. I... Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, yeah, I create the uh, aspect uh, tangled up on her, which okay. anybody can tap next time. Yep, and you get one free tap on it. Um, wait a minute, I'm I'm reading something here. This doesn't make sense. Uh, it could be that my cheat sheet is wrong. Let me just look something up real quick. Part of this is trying to figure out how the systems are different. So, create an advantage. Yeah. Actions, defend, overcome, create an advantage, tie, generate one free invocation on the aspect. Um, so generate one free invocation on the aspect and succeed. Hmm. What's the difference? Uh, huh. I guess I'm creating an advantage when... Yeah, so tie, get a boost. I guess they just uh, make offense much better than... Oh, there defense. it is, yeah. Creating an advantage when creating or discovering an aspect. So yeah, you're creating it. Uh, yeah, so, so, so it's a boost, actually. So there's two boosts on her now. Yeah, so there's one really... boost because Richard just used one. No, I didn't. Away. Well, no, he isn't. Yeah. Nope. Yep. I could do it, which would then... Yep. Would make it a success. Yeah, which would make it, it. Which would make <coughs> get a free invocation. It's, exactly, it's almost the same as a boost. So there's not really any point. I'll just leave it for somebody else so that mm-hmm. you can tap my boost and... Uh, the next person could get the plus four. Get plus four. So yeah, yeah. you're going difference. to hit her with she's, a car. She's the, tangled. The only difference being that uh, on a success would be that instead of it being a boost, it, it becomes an aspect that can be continually tapped. But in this case, I mean, you yeah. already got two boosts yeah. piled on her. Why not? Okay, so yeah, uh, what did you pick up? What, what did you find laying convenient? I, I pop long. I just put through. Sure. Yeah, picked up a big pop long and sort of. I'm imagining um, uh, one of those. Uh, I can't really. Uh, it's got like a tall trunk with leaves coming out the top pound. of it, so that it goes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so that it goes yeah. between her legs and trips her. <laughs> Perfect. Think of the okay. word for some reason. Oh, rubber plant. Oh. Yeah, rubber plant will do. Oh, yeah. there, there we go. Yeah. How about okay. a fake one? And now, uh, <laughs> Ronald. Rubber plant. Ronald uh, <laughs> barrels into the building. This? Ronald barrels into the building. I would ex- I would assume this is forceful, but it doesn't have to be, I yeah. suppose. Sneaky, sneakily get the car in there. He's very <laughs> flashily driving right. the car up the, up and the stairs. And uh, instead of defense, I'm just going to say that uh, the rating of the glass is simply uh, good. So just get you know plus this... three successes and you break through. If not... <laughs> Does this count as an attack forceful? Uh, sure. Yeah, this is an attack. Okay, then I get my stunt. Mm-hmm. You are attacking with a car. Look at you. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty dirty. I'd say that's Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds good. Boink. Boom! Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. All right, okay. A6. Okay, so yes. succeed with style. The car goes through, barely stopping uh, as you barrel in. Um, okay, so you're going to look at an extra bonus about this. Well, why don't we say... Um, 
something cool <laughs> that might happen is you actually hit the stair. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, with, I'm yeah, with that. Yeah. Good with that. All right, all right. So yeah. um, uh, this is uh, going to make it even worse from her. What we'll do is we'll call this uh, we'll call this another boost on her. Uh, so she's got up to six points on her as <laughs> the whole stairway just kind of sways and buckles. And the two of you are, you know, well, one, Warren's at the base of it, so he's not really affected. Vernon, you're already laying prone on the stair, so you're okay. She was trying to get away, so you know, she falls down a little bit more. And now, Seymour, <laughs> you know, you've come Comes out of just Wexel <laughs> one. You know, you've, you know, well, he, he's still across. He's, he still hasn't uh, gotten across yet, but Seymour, you've come out yeah. of the bank, and you know, you right. just watch Ronald barrel into this office building with a car. Um, stylishly. Stylishly. <laughs> uh, what are you doing? Clap my hands and jog over to the building. <laughs> all right uh we'll get th- you'll get through traffic just fine at this point because all traffic is stopped as everyone rubber necks and watch this this car go right through the front of this building <laughs> yeah. i, I want to be the one that fi- that gets there and finally pins her down and stops her to take all the credit <laughs> um, now we got three people in one place with the villainous and uh, so now we're going into initiative. Now it's a this is a physical conflict, so it's quick approaches determine who goes first. All right, she right. is quick three. Uh, I'm quick two. Okay. Quick one, I'm afraid. So just double quick check one it. also. No, I'm quick one. I'm quick one. Okay. So, so we'll she will go first. Um, and she is on a rickety stair. She is going to try and over come the obstacle, the stair about to fall to get through the door. I'm going to set that at a good success. Let's see if she can do that. Uh, she's doing this. Oh, she does this with style. She does everything with style. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She, okay, so she makes it She makes it to the door. Uh, she's still in sight, and that's not enough for... Uh, succeeding with style, so she basically gets to the door and through it, but you guys still have eyes on her, so she's not away yet. She's still in the same zone. Um, who had more than a one in... No one. No one. Ones. Then we'll go who's closest then, which would be Vernon. Yep. What would I need to potentially She's right there. And, she she and hasn't drawn fire. It. You can just draw on fire. Just, uh, if that's what you want to do, go ahead. Well, draw on fire. All right. Forcefully. You go right ahead, and yeah. you don't have to declare which boosts you're using until you're satisfied with the roll. And she's going to try to use quickness to get out of the way. As roll to five. Ooh, nice. Three potential boosts to grab. And we've still got to disable her, which is... All right, got she got no successes. Uh, she got no successes. She has one chip left, so I'm going to spin that to re-roll. And she is using her... Right, I should announce it because you can... <laughs> tap aspects if you know what they might have. Uh, okay, so this is her re-roll with her last chip. Two. So you still succeed with style. Alright, and that would mean three boxes. Uh, I'm she... old. Got tired of running. Just pulled the gun and shot her. Okay, so <laughs> here's what's going to happen. She could take a consequence to keep going, but if you tap mm-hmm. if you tap uh, let's see 
there's three on there, isn't there? Ricky Available, Stuck, yeah. Tangled if you tap feet. two of the boosts on her, she can't cover the damage with consequences. I might as well, right? Yeah. Tap. Might as well. Pop, pop. Double tap her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I shot her once, and then I shoot her again for good measure. All right, so describe how you take her out. What happens? Uh, I, I had... Tackled her to the stairs. She got up first. But while she was getting up, I just scrambled for my gun, pulled it on her, shot her in the back. She she kept trying to go. I shot her again. <laughs> All right. Uh, so she is she's out. She has been tased out. <laughs> and, and you guys uh, recollect in the building now uh, as bits of glass continue to rain down upon. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out she was just late for a lunch date. <laughs> stairs. Comments on the good craftsmanship that they're still standing. Even as they weave a little under your feet. They did get hit by a car. Not designed for that, you know. <laughs> Internal structures rarely are. <laughs> of course, I built it. Out, this is the second time one of my characters has just crashed through a barrier. <laughs> You notice that they reinforced the cars that they've been uh, checking out to you guys. <laughs> you think you think maybe you might have broken a headlamp. <laughs> uh, I'll get out my badge and I'll flash it around to the whoever's in this office. That we've There's no one in the into. office. Um, it's huh. actually empty. She was coming here. Well, maybe she wasn't. <laughs> it's interesting though. Yes. But the door was open. She came in. Huh. Let's. While we're waiting for the rest of the checker to come and whore away, let's take a look around this office and see what we can find. Or All right. Or well, the ground floor uh, is just kind of a, an entryway, uh, and there's no one here. And yeah, the woman's out. You can secure it easily. Uh, if you go up through the door she was trying to get through. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, it is Jet an pack. office that has uh, that does have a, a back entrance. You look through the window. Uh, there are two guys, tall guy. Uh, kind of big and a skinny guy uh, that are going out the back. Hey, more people. <laughs> I say, it's, it's after them. <coughs> uh, I'm back in the car out. <laughs> <laughs> I was back in the car out anyway. But, uh, yeah. yeah right. no, it's just awesome the way you put that there. You're going to wheel the car out? All right. I had yeah. no idea there would be this much running. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, between all of you. Yep. Yeah. You took out your boss, just surrender, and yeah, always... and that's exactly what's going to happen. You guys are just going to uh, they they are going to surrender. Uh, one of their their negatives is no will to fight without the boss. <laughs> and taking out the boss. I tap it. She was trying to get to her guys so that she could get them to you know fight with her. Uh, yeah, but she didn't quite make it. All right. Well, you've got her in custody, and. Uh, I'm quite counting how stupid we were. <laughs> Cunning. Potato, potato. Oh no, I, yeah, I did pretty well. I found all the. I found a lot of clues. Oh, no, you hmm. guys did well. Uh, all right, so uh, we'll do wrap up then. Um, you guys bring her back, and you, if uh-huh. you want to let the professional interrogators take over, <laughs> they will. Isn't that us? Oh, no, no, that's uh, Marlowe trained individuals. Yeah, yeah. Those are the, <laughs> those are the special guys. <laughs> The very scary guys that you never have beers with. <laughs> you never want to have a beer with them. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? I don't have a beer with anybody. 
It is one of my aspects. weaknesses that way. So congratulations, <laughs> guys. You have uh, actually brought in um, in a German agent that goes by the moniker of the Widow. Uh, she ah. is basically uh, an assassin uh, that was planted here that occasionally does work uh, when 3R demands it. And in this case, that's exactly what happened. Um, she, her day job <laughs> is working in the bank because uh, the nature of the bank works with a lot of international customers. Uh, so it brings her in contact with a lot of people that may end up being targets or maybe people moving information through her. So Sato comes in needing to cash this strange currency and needs to get identification papers. So she gets in contact with her higher ups and they say, no, no, uh, get rid of this guy. <laughs> and idiots. Yeah. Now she yeah. doesn't know why. Uh, she doesn't know why she was asked to kill this guy. Um, so that's uh, nothing. They, that's not something they can get out of her because she just doesn't know. Uh, but apparently, no, no, no. apparently, her command structure knew who this guy was or what he was there for, and decided he was a risk. What a shot! Idiots. Yep. Freaking idiots. They should have taken him. Uh. Perhaps they couldn't. Didn't have the time, money, resources. Well, he had to be poisoned, shot, and stabbed to be taken out. So, uh... <laughs> well, that then that's a real crappy assassin. <laughs> Look at chloroform. Right. Look, she's already in there in the apartment. Just drug it, drug him with something that's like chloroform or something. Yes. The equivalent well, there. I'll knock him out. Right, then you've got him. And... No, you haven't. You've got a person. That doesn't mean that you've yeah. got the resources to get him out of the country or to do anything with it. You're just going to have to kill him somewhere else and dump the body. If they don't have the resources to get him out of the area, then they're a pretty crappy spy organization. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. <laughs> so, uh. Metapole is miles. Well, it doesn't matter. So, right. for, your, they, for your characters, uh, yeah, this, this goes down as a good commendation. Uh, you, know, you actually have caught, uh, someone that was known and wanted. Uh, and she's very good at disguises and had some excellently forged paperwork, though. No one suspected who she was here. So. That uh, that ends the tale for these characters with good marks uh, on your record for a successful closed investigation. Now uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna basically narrate some other things here, which is going to set us up for this next season. Um, so the guilds do a little digging to find out who this Mister Sato is, um, and they actually have to go international. Uh, they are contacted by some agents in France, where they too have turned up a Japanese. Uh, man who has gotten into their country uh, and apparently had been not so much hiding out uh, for several weeks, but more like he was monitoring them. Um, and he did finally come forward, uh, and he has a story. Uh, apparently, the Germans have successfully gotten a diplomatic group onto Japanese territory, uh, basically forcing their Ooh. way in. Um, and announcing that the emperor will meet with them or they will be bombed. Uh, they have no defense. They know what the T-bombs do. They know what the radiation do, and they have no defense against it. So they are allowing the group to be on their soil. Um, given the nature of how Japan has kept themselves insular, they do actually have, they, <laughs> they have a satellite. They have an actual satellite in space. 
uh, they are able <laughs> to receive basically all transmissions uh, from both kinetoscope and radio waves. So they are very current on what's going on in the world. They have set up their nation, though, that most uh, radio cannot get outside of their boundaries except for what is controlled by the Emperor's Palace, which is where the satellite is connected. So this German core can't get information off the island quickly. What they have to do is relay information through one of their submarines who has to go off the island to relay the information and come back. So what the Emperor is doing is stalling. He's stalling for time. He knows he needs help. He has sent out five of his samurai, which is what the, uh, the armored guys are, uh, to find help. He doesn't know who would make the best allies. and He do doesn't want to plead for help from just anyone. So they're charged to go to different countries to integrate and to and make the decision: should these would these people make good allies? Clearly, uh, that's the checker or the PCs. <laughs> well, <laughs> your samurai was killed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the, that is the, a shame. The, the, the one yeah. that got to France did uh, did surface and did make the offer to France. Um, and since France is kind of in this. Uh, in this thing now with Metapol, and I have gotten friendly with those <laughs> who are going to oppose Germany, the word has gotten out. So that sets up the first arc of the third season is <laughs> Japan has some Mondo high-tech stuff that may be getting into Germany's hands if something's not done. Yep. So will we be going to Japan then as PCs? Maybe, maybe not. Okay. Uh, there, there's still things to do on non-foreign soil, too. But I wanted to bring yeah. Japan okay. into this season since they've been... Yes. Yeah. I think they've yeah, been very quiet. Yep. And some well, listener, <laughs> I'm not sure who it was for sure, but I think... Um, oh, heck. Uh, I will give proper credit once I find it out for sure. Mentioned that it would be cool if one of the races, uh, in particular Japan, had a space program. So, well, I know we also discussed <laughs> bringing space when we we're talking about the season three stuff. I can't remember if we said Japan or not. It, believe it or not, Bert, I think that was May. Oh well, well, there you go. Oh yeah, <laughs> claim but, the credit uh, anyway. Yeah, claim it. <laughs> so, yeah, they, I claim it. They have managed to get a satellite into orbit. Mm. Right. I think there was something else um, Richard's character was going to do. Just a little bit of wrap-up. Oh, sure. Really? Yeah, right. Did you have yeah. something, Richard? Uh, oh. Not really. I mean... Uh, I thought there was something you were going to do. I can say there's something that your character's going to do. I mean, uh, I mean, you could talk to the checker of people about the TV thing was the only thing I could think of off the top yeah. of my head. And well, I thought you were going to talk to them about putting a little girl named Jessica hey, in the yeah. episode. <laughs> that's, yeah. That pales beside Japan coming into it. Yeah, whatever his name was. Yes. Oh. And we, we have to have another Bob in the checker. It just, it's uh -huh. just a thing. <laughs> I was also going to make sure that my character saw a couple of episodes so that he could learn whatever the catchphrases was. There you go. And just yeah. throw <laughs> them around at the appropriate times whenever he was going to come back. <laughs> just to look awesome if he was going to come back again. Apparently, it involves making lots of puns while wearing sunglasses and then dramatically taking them off. I, I, I've already <laughs> played that character, though. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps well, that's, that's who that character show. in the TV show is based on. Hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, what did you guys think? 
and uh, well, let, let's let's break this up. That's kind of a that's kind of a large question. Uh, so, what do you guys think about uh, how season three, the feel of it? Am I did it get across enough that uh, Metapol's it's become something of a police state, but they're really trying to up the propaganda to make the people feel like it's not or like it's a good thing. I got a feeling of that, a, mm-hmm. a mere flavoring of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the longer that we played it, I think that would be more heavily reinforced. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think posters up everywhere saying, hey, the check is your friend. Yeah. And yeah. Stuff like that would be. Uh, uh, are you going to run this adventure again for another group? Uh, this specific one, no. Yeah. No. no? Oh, did okay. you have a suggestion if I were going to? I was just going to say that sort of things that you could throw up there. Uh, I was just going to say have the posters up in the bank or in other places of where everyday people would go. Yeah, like yeah. recruitment say, posters? Yeah, recruitment posters or uh, if you see anybody the World War Two posters, like be careful oh, yeah, who you yeah. talk to loose lips loose, loose ships, ships. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Or I'd be like, trust the checker, or I can't think of anything worse off the top of my head. To be... okay. No, yeah, trust the checker. That's all I Suspicious friend. I was going to say, suspicious foreigners, check with the checker. Something like that. Yeah. We're full of them. <laughs> well, yeah. Anybody else have comments on that, that sort of part of it? Well, I personally like the... Uh, street level campaigns where we're not directly involved with the big picture so i had a lot of fun in this game i did too i, I really enjoyed it i i like the fate accelerated a little bit better than the drug or fate it's a little bit simpler we'll get to that question in just a minute uh, i figured you would yeah you know what i think it would be kind of interesting to see how the the other group plays this that same scenario I'm not saying you should. I just think it would be interesting. I might. Uh, it just really depends on how soon I can get another group together because I don't want to wait too long yeah. to post this up. Um, but <laughs> if I can get another group in the next week or two, I may very well run the same one and not post this. You could always... Otherwise, you're going to have a lot of us in the same group again. <laughs> you can always say, yeah. hey, I want to run this one again. Don't listen to this. If you're interested. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can exaggerate, I suppose. Yeah, it always works for Logan stuff. Yeah. No, it's... You know, who wants to spoil things when, you know, I mean, why why play a game if you already know the outcome? So, I, I, yeah, I, I trust everybody that mm-hmm. plays with us to do that. So, I, I may very well do that. Uh, okay, so any other comments about uh, the setup, the tone of the campaign is, is what I'm going for. So, uh, that's the tone I'm trying to get across is, so we're definitely gearing up. It's 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 kind of a Cold War standoff. Germany's very strong. And it is, it's as if, it's as if this, uh, a nation had the nuclear bomb and others didn't, but the one side is saying, no, it's all good, as long as you don't attack us, we won't blow up anyone else. You know? <laughs> so, Well, aside from you directing telling us that sort of, it doesn't really come across in the adventure because it didn't really play into the everyday metropolitanities that we were doing. Mm-hmm. So we were just going around solving a murder, and it wasn't really... Right. There was no sort of German threat yeah, or anything. I was trying to throw a few things in there, like, um, well, you know, a lot of it was exposition, but I was trying to say, like, uh, Edison's fortress is still there and they're spying on everyone. You know, they've got, you know, the eye in the sky. They, <laughs> they can see what's going on. 
Um, oh, the, I was assuming they're doing that in the first place. So all the always... NPCs were very helpful for the same yes. reason. So yes, yes. Um, that, they were a little more helpful than I was expecting. So I oh, guess that makes sense. Manager wasn't. <laughs> I was going to say the manager or... could have been a a brilliant way of saying, "Hey, I don't want to help you because it will compromise my job, but I want to help you because you're the checker, and I'm still scared of what you might do." Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm. Uh, I actually, what I, I didn't, I didn't do well enough to get that across. But I was trying to also put across that you know not everyone is okay with this. Like they understand that this is the world they're living in now, but they're not okay with it. So he he was one of the people that are kind of anti. He's still gonna help you, but he ain't gonna like it. He he just came across as being a jerk for yeah. being a jerk, yeah. not because we were the jerk. Yeah, um, that sort of reminds me of Travis's game when we were the mutants. The superhero mutant ones, where sort of how exactly do you do that kind of world building to how people act in that universe? I was sort of reminded of that because what was a good way to do it is to have some of the PCs on that side as well. But I mean, explaining to the PCs that this is a setup, and so some of you may want to consider you're on the side of, oh, the checker aren't the bastards, so you're trying to play that side of it. And other people are like, well, yeah, I'm just, I'm checker, I'm just going to steamroll over everything you do. And it just sort of self set up some of the more dynamics within the group as well as. Seeing it don't play out largely, mm-hmm. largely, so, right. or just GM stuff. And uh, did anybody have any negative feelings about uh, what I kind of set up there for Japan? No, I like it. Bringing them in as a player, having the Germans basically <laughs> approach them. Germans didn't approach them. The Germans just steamrolled it and said, hey, "Well, they did, but they're not." Say, they're also not trying to take over right now, but it may also be because they're not only exactly because they sure. don't know what's yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's a, the feeling that I got from it. Anyway, uh-huh. yeah. The big question uh, is: Will that give us? Will we have access to their tech? I, I suspect if I was plotting this out, then the, the opening act would be trying to get them, trying to get the Japanese on our side, and then after that, it would be, hey, yeah, we're going to share small tech, and then. We've seen what you can do with your small tech. Here's larger tech to help us kick the Germans out of our country and get neutralized the bomb. That is kind of the arc that I would be going for. Or I would expect at this point. <laughs> but then again, I always throw curveballs in, so I've got no idea what could be actually going on in the background there. The Japanese. We're halfway, yeah. get halfway there, and the, German, and the um, Japanese are like, actually, we like the Germans. Let's side with them and kick them. Exactly. Yep. Good <laughs> I expect we uh, return the fallen samurai in his armor as a sign of good faith. I don't mm. know if there's any tech left after they took it apart to do that. Well, <laughs> it depends on how soon the uh, French jet, uh, uh, emissary turned up. <laughs> so like, whoops! Had you just told French. us a week ago? <laughs> <laughs> Quick, try to put it back together! <laughs> We didn't know who it was. They could have been a invader of their own. Once the French tell yeah. us, we can say, "Hey, do you want to invite your guy over here, and we'll explain it to him and say, sorry." But, yeah, we don't <laughs> so, make those level policies. So no real, no real negative feelings about bringing that into the campaign. No, I, I rather liked it. Not really. Well, I've been, we've been wait, well, I've been waiting for it. Like I'm <laughs> to the note to you, as soon as you had as an Asian character, we didn't recognize it. It's the bloody Japanese. Yeah, <laughs> really? yeah, that was the first oh, thing that ran through my mind. 
I, I went there immediately because I knew that was I knew that was going to come sooner or later. I thought it might have been somebody who had been operated on by the French with their biotech stuff, so that it was just subtly different from anything else we'd seen. I was completely okay. clueless on that. <laughs> I guess I had not paid enough attention. Well, when, when Bert was starting to say, you know, Chinese, um, Korean, and everything except Japanese. That's yeah, because we hadn't interacted with the yeah, Japanese sure. at all. Yep. And so yeah. since we didn't recognize it, I mean, ah, the one thing we don't recognize is Japanese. I know what that is. Exactly. But there was oh, a player I mean, level. I was thinking, there was player knowledge. There wasn't character knowledge, so shut up. Uh, right. Filipinos. <laughs> You know, the oceans, you know, there's lots of pages. All right. Uh, Okay, good, good. Uh, So uh, last thing is uh, Fate Accelerated, and uh, we we kicked the tire somewhat on this. Um, uh, But but honestly, I mean, a lot of our episodes fall this way, where there's a lot of basically just figuring out the crime scene and the players saying, oh, this is what we should do, versus there being a lot of rolling. But... Uh, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, a lot of opinions on this. So let me let me just just ask you one by one. Uh, Jameis, did you feel that it detracted from the setting, or that it was too simplistic, or did it feel like it uh, moved any faster? For what we were doing, it didn't get in the way or anything. It felt all right, but we weren't really doing anything super amazing. We weren't trying to do anything particularly amazing with our skills. It was just pretty much straightforward stuff that we were doing. So it's sort of hard to say that it's going to be have trouble or anything because we didn't really give it a good thrashing on the at a surface level. It's fine, but beyond that, who knows what it's going to do? Uh, earlier on, you had said something about like items and uh, building things yeah. were going to be different, and uh, yes, uh, agreed. They it will be different. Um, I have a feeling it'll be easier and mostly, uh, to be honest, hand wavy. Like if you just want a, something that does this thing, it's like sure, it does this thing, and then that's it. You know, you just call oh, the oh, stunt yeah, where it's a one one time procession kind of stunt, or it just gives you a simple bonus and just be done with it. Could I build the sonic screwdriver that I had for Gavin in the fate in the accelerator system? <laughs> yeah, sure could. Yeah, sure could. So that sort of thing. Once you sort of realize how that sort of works, oh, I see how this works now, and I can see how to do this, this, and this, mm-hmm. nothing like that. Um, certainly can. I, I remember skimming over those rules, but uh, they're a lot more simple like uh, the rest of the simple uh, system. Well, the Fate Accelerated actually has no rules at all for items of any sort. That includes guns, yeah. armor, none. There are none. Um, but uh, they're, they're basically stunts. They are stunts, right. That's what they are. Yeah. Um, it's like a building system. Like if we like Fate Accelerated well enough, uh, like for the approaches thing, but we wanted more of a crafting system, that's easy to bolt on. Uh, but you know, I don't want to have to do it if I don't have, if I don't want to, or excuse me, <laughs> I won't want to do it if I don't have to. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. But okay, okay. Um, and uh, Stephen, you you have comments on the Fate Accelerated? Well, personally, I don't like it as much as the Fate Core because I like a little bit more crunch where you can personalize your character. A, teeny bit more with the skills that you would have to pick in your general character build, whereas this one, you can almost always use your best uh, stats uh, Mm. for most anything. I Uh, disagree, and I'll go into that better when it's my turn to speak. Well, you you can go go right ahead. (laughs) Uh, Uh All right. Whether this was because 
it was our first foray into Fate Accelerated or because that is how the system is designed. What we were saying is, hey, I'm going to be forceful. And reading over the rules and that, I agree with what their suggestion is to do with it. It's not to say, hey, I'm going to be forceful. It's describe the action you're doing. Then the GM will say, yeah, that's forceful. We were just basically saying, I'm going to use forceful because it's my best stuff. And yeah, no, I think I a lot of the, I think a lot of the stuff that we would have, if we were more experienced with the system, I, I think we would have been describing things more if we had more of a storytelling approach to it. Um, That's a very apt point. Uh, my uh, big detraction is more of a personal preference than anything against the system. But you're yeah. quite right on uh, we should have been describing things a little bit more. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm not sold on the system either way at this point. Um, but sorry, and that was just my objection to that. So you continue with the rest of your comments. Oh no, it's just uh, I like crunch. I I like uh, building characters and having character builds. I mean, back when you were doing the first season of Steam Still Murder, <laughs> I I accessed your character builder and made up uh, like five different characters just on the off chance I might have the time. I was working two jobs back then, so I didn't have the time. But uh, at the moment, I have time. Yeah, back when I was using the beta version of the uh, the rules that weren't even out yet. <laughs> yeah, wow. That was a while ago. <laughs> All right. Uh, Richard, do you have anything else to say then? Uh, uh, Stephen, are you done with your comments? Uh, I'm pretty much done. Okay. Richard, do you have anything uh, else? Yeah, I, I do have one, I think. Um I didn't have any stunts at all for my character because I, just looking at the the uh, examples that they had there and they said, hey, this is how you create a stunt, I felt overly restricted with it and thought, I don't want any of the ideas about I don't want a specific approach when I want to create a boost. I want something that I can say, hey, when I am writing a piece for a newspaper or writing in general and I use flashing, no matter what I'm trying to do, that is what I, I want a plus two for that, which it oh, might just be me. That. No, you I can was, do yeah, that. That's yeah. what I was doing. Yeah. That's uh, when you say something like, I'm just flashing right, to but, create an advantage. It says that, uh, right, for but, instance, the I do this because of this in this way it was just for people mm -hmm. that had hard times coming up with stunts. They tell you, you can say, you can do it however you, you want to. Except that it uh, it generally gives you a plus two bonus under specific conditions, or it uh, you know anyway yeah the way that they give you as examples are only for people that are having a hard time writing a stunt, and that's what the examples were. Yeah, so anyway, I think I, I was. Go ahead. I think I was using my stunts uh, more generally like I wanted than uh, specifically like well I was doing both but woodworking all the time. <laughs> oh, and that's yeah. a problem with me reading the rules and just not. No, no, you read the rules right, as at least as I understood them. Yeah, it's, uh, there's no definitive list of stunts that you pick from. Much like aspects, everyone composes their own stunts. There are two basic templates to guide you in composing your stunts, so you do have something to work from. And, and, and that's what it is. It's just if you're having a hard time figuring out how your stunt works, they say, hey, try to fit it into this sentence. But that's not how you have to do it. These templates exist to give you an idea of how stunts should be constructed, but you don't feel constrained to follow them exactly if you have a good idea. If you'd like to read more about the construction of stunts, see Skills and Stunts in Fate Core. 
<laughs> yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Because we'll also remember, uh, this is also geared towards people that haven't done this type of role playing before. So they're saying, okay, here is a Mad Lib type of fill out to make a stunt. Um, you know, but if you're more advanced than that, then please be more advanced than that. Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons why I made my character after reading the book when I was pretty much building my heroes, I wrote it that way so people could see another example of a character. Uh, anyway, uh, Richard, if you have more, please go on. Uh, uh, I don't mean to interrupt your... No, that was good that you pointed that out because obviously I missed a trick in the book. Um, yeah. Uh, just looking at over here, I haven't looked at what the character advancement stuff is, but I, for long-running characters like you usually have in Steam, Steel, and Murder, I'm not certain how they progress. Uh, or how quickly they could slowly. progress like that. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, it's <laughs> going to be similar to our seasons before because basically you have two things. You've got, uh, you've got minor milestones and major milestones. Um, and they tell you that like you should give out a minor, a minor milestone like at the end of each session, you know, uh, the, the middle one, whatever it is, is like every two or three sessions. So here's how we're going to mm. do it. We're going to do it just like first season. Every five games is uh, a major milestone. A major milestone, not yes. a significant one. Or significant, whatever the middle is. We're going to do it by games. Number of games played is going to translate into how your character advances. Um, because, I mean, they, they, they blatantly say, it, this should be given out in this number of sessions, you know, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So to me, that translates out to pretty much what we do uh, during our first. Yeah, well, we still season. have the restriction on your head to have a week to do it and that sort of thing. Um, I'm probably not going to hold to that because that was really tricky trying to find a yeah. week's spare yeah. time right yeah. because we just go through things. They're like ten, twenty sessions, just one right after the other. This mm. takes place one day after this. This takes place the next day. This this is still continuing on from the last one. And, Dear God, we don't have time to upgrade our stats. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and especially if I throw modules that were like happened like the next hour after what you just did. So, yeah. Yeah. It was like, yeah, um, I've got tons of points to spend. I just don't have the time to do it. <laughs> yeah, let me give me one second to get to that chapter on. Uh, let's see. Where is the. Yeah. Just looking over this. It's going to be five. It's going to be. Eight. That's gonna be uh, page thirty-three. That's gonna be two. Page thirty-three. Okay, so, um, a mild. Uh, what, what page again? Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Actually, I still remember. Oh well. Okay. So minor milestone is basically just switching around your approaches. Um, so like if your if your character changes somewhat, or you're wanting to re-emphasize something over another. Um, exchange. Yeah, so you don't get anything for a minor milestone. You just get to rearrange things. And they say, you should do this. Um, yeah, this can be a per session thing. I mean, this could be after any particular session, as long as your character has a little bit of downtime. Okay, a significant milestone occurs at the end of a scenario or the conclusion of a big plot. Um, let's see, you have a you gain both of the following. If you have a severe consequence, you can drop it a little, raise the bonus of one approach by one. Okay, so here's where your skills, quote-unquote, skills oh. get better. Yeah. So a significant yeah. milestone. And they describe it as a end of a scenario, which could be uh, the completion of, like, this was a scenario. Uh, uh, or the conclusion of a big plot. Um, um, okay, so I, I just had a quick look when I was looking at that, that... There are only seven, oh, six different skills, really. Yep. Uh, and 
if you were to put that at five per, sorry, a, if you were to do a significant milestone every five games, then it would take 105 games before everything was a plus five. If you are saying this is the end of a significant milestone, that's one game. So, and that's going to be, and you say that for every kind of session, which might be two or three. So let's say that's two sessions to complete what you have just said is a major milestone. That's 42 sessions. Uh, sorry, for a significant one. 42 sessions before everything is at plus five. That is one one and a bit seasons of yours, if yeah. you say that. Yeah. Which is crazy. Uh, to have, that, then everybody is the best. So, so what you're saying is that it's fast doing it that way. If you if you do it, if you were to say that that was that what we just did was a significant mm-hmm. milestone, then yeah, that's crazy quick. But if we did it like uh, five games, <coughs> is a significant milestone. If you did it five games, then that's 105 <coughs> sessions before mm-hmm. everybody can get that. And then that's major milestones. Yeah. Well, that's good though. I mean, that yeah, no, that's yeah. certainly good, and I like the. Yeah, and I would I think that would it, but mm-hmm. I would be wary about saying what we did was a significant right, milestone right. today. So yeah, I think five is a good spot for a significant, and major milestones would translate into what did I used to do? Every twenty sessions was a, or was it every ten sessions? I can't remember. Like I, I gave you an extra refresh after so it many. Might sessions. have got that every five as well. No, no. Yeah. Well, there was one that was different. I'll have to look up on the. Wiki. But that that would be the major one. Would be like every ten or twenty sessions or whatever uh, would be the major milestone, or perhaps just the end of a very large long plot, even if it's shorter than twenty. And just say, okay, hey, you just have conquered Japan. We're done with that plot. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> take a major milestone. So I may do it that way. Um, you have to be careful with that sort of thing. If somebody's been in four of the five games and then just can't make the last session for the mm-hmm. major milestone, they miss out on the yep. exciting yep. bit at the end. So it's one you aspect yeah. for every five games and one you refresh for every five games. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even that. It was just from five. But Something I think worth noting is uh, that Accelerated doesn't have a skill pyramid. You could advance yes, any skill you, you want. want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you only got those six skills. Well, yes, but you don't have to constrain yourself to one, uh, uh, well, a pyramid. You can just no, advance yes, yes. one and one and keep going in that one until yep. it's whatever. Yeah. yeah, you can max out one at a time if you want, if that's the way you want to go. So what I'm getting out of this is that uh, people do prefer a slower progress so that your characters don't become gods too quickly. Well, no, Richard was the only one who said that. I'll just point out. I, <laughs> yes. I was the one Yes, that was Richard. So. <laughs> it was Richard who said that, and he's not in the main session. Right. So shut up, Richard. And, I, and I'm not even convinced that Fate Accelerated is better than Fate Core to use in SSM. Oh, no, no, I'm not we either. We played I'm just one game, at, so yeah. that's all I've got. Yeah. But uh, on the other side of it, uh, how your character progresses is almost exactly the same in Fate Core. Um, it's done by the milestone system. So, I mean, there's still going to have to be some jiggling yeah. to that. Yeah. But there's still a pyramid for that, and there's mm-hmm. still... That is true. Uh, you can have other skills. And the pyramid just does restrict you on how fast you can advance in a certain specialty. Yeah, that is true. It, uh, that That is one of the ways it slows you down. But, uh, okay, so Richard, uh, do you have any more points to bring up? No, that's fine. Good with that? Okay. Uh, Chris? 
Fix your microphone. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I made you wait too long. Ah, <laughs> oh, just like the old days, except that's usually me. Yeah, <laughs> I took over for you. How's it feel not to be you, Bert? Yeah, awesome, <laughs> awesome. I like to be me as little as possible. All right, what do you got, Chris? Um, character creation seems to be a little bit easier for for me. You know, I'm, I'm still learning the fake core, and the accelerated seem to be a quicker way of making a character. Um, I like the the approaches concept. Uh, I think a little bit more storytelling would help with the approach with the approaches. Um, I really don't have that much experience in either you know with accelerated or the core, so you know I'm just listening to what everybody says and you know I'll go along either way. As far as the storytelling, I think Richard hit it, is that uh, we needed to follow more to the advice of say yeah. what you're doing before you decide uh, what the mechanics are. So, like, you know, right. describe your scene before you get to the mechanics. I think that would help with the storytelling yep. part. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. All right. I'm going to throw out uh, something that's that's interesting on this as well. I mentioned that Deadland podcast that's using Fate, uh, Fate Accelerated. And what they do is they have an, uh, they have an abbreviated list. So, like, if you're like there is a a skill list, um, like fighting and you know some very basic things. Like you can cleverly fight, you can forcefully fight. Um, to me, mechanically, all that does though is gives you a lot more pluses, so the numbers just end up being higher. Because of course the defender is going to have those too, which just make so the end result is just the numbers are going to be higher. Really, that's that's all it's doing. But it's something to look at. What I think Fate Accelerated is trying to do is that your stunts are in some way your skills, okay? Like, if you want to be particularly good at a bomb disposal guy, instead of having that skill, you have it as a stunt, um, and, and etc. I mean, of course, that limits you to how how widely spread you could have these extra skills, because you only get three stunts to start unless you want to remove some of your refresh. refresh but it does yeah. give you three things that you can focus on that your character is really good at, which will kind of take the place of stunts, because they don't cost you refresh to use. Kind of like how I had Vernon in Woodcraft. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I think that's uh, that's one of the ways that they try to compensate for the skills. They basically say, look, if you want to be really good at something, take it as a stunt or have it as an aspect, although the stunt's better because you don't have to pay the chip to use the stunt. Yeah. And they have a spinning Sen- chips. Yep. I was going to say, essentially, you are paying for a stunt with a chip, though. This is. Well, as long as you don't buy more than three, you're you aren't. It has to yeah. be you are. Yeah. Because you get the three for no no reduction in your um your chips refresh. at all, your refresh. But after that, yeah, if you wanna be more if you wanna be more, you know, advanced at something, then yes, yes, definitely you are spending that chip. So we'd only be getting stunts every major milestone if we went straight for refresh to stunt. Right. If you wanted to build up your refresh, then you wouldn't even be getting them that quick. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to run a few more games under uh, Fate Accelerated just to see how I like it. As far as uh, the whole reason why I even want to try it, because I wanted to, I want to speed the mechanics up a bit, um, so that it doesn't take as much time to resolve things. Um, and I think if there was, if there are fewer choices, that that could speed things up. And I'm not saying I. I, I know this to be true. I don't. That's why I'm trying to test it to see. Um, but then after this, there will be a few rounds of trying Fate Core, 
uh, with, you know, since Fate Core is a toolkit, right? There's lots of things you can plug in and, and take out, etc. cetera. Um, when mm-hmm. I try and run a Fate Core game, I'll throw it up on the boards and say, hey, I'm looking at putting in these options and, and getting a feel for what people would like to try with that. So I haven't made up my mind on anything. I want to play test them both um, at least two or three times, two or three sessions apiece, just to see what I think. And then I'll leave it up to what the players feel like um, once that's done. Well, how did you like running it? I mean, running the setup did the bit. It's it's so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, just on the NPC side, it's so much easier. Um, there aren't a lot of obscure rules as to you know what happens when your NPC is getting up this way, or how do you construct your NPC? The NPC construction is so much easier uh, because mm-hmm. for you know. A, there's less choices to make. Um, and the way they do their grunts are, is easier, but it certainly gives the PCs more of an advantage. A lot more of an advantage, actually. Um, you can mow through mooks now. I mean, not that you couldn't before, but you can really mow through mooks in this. Well, as uh, Richard pointed out, it'd probably be even easier if we actually do it properly and describe what we're doing. Yes, yes. Um, and you, then you pass judgment and say what we have to roll. No, I agree. I, I, I wrote to myself on this little 3x5 index card, the first thing on here is describe scene first, then decide, and I ignored it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. That's just how it goes. Um, right. So You do get to that point, though, when you're used to a system where you go, yeah, I'm going to do this, and I already know there's going to be a forceful action of this, yes. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Like a forceful there's only so many things. I'm going to attack someone with a knife. There's only so many ways you can do that. <laughs> well, you can quickly, you can, you could carefully, you could sneakily. Yep. Flashly. They need yeah, to have a knife to the face. I am Nick. I'm knife to the face. That's quick. Well, that's Don't say, say, hey, you take a minus one because you're not using a description. Get people thinking yeah. about what, how to describe it. Make it evocative. I mean, I was thinking about about things, my guy wasn't necessarily deciding to be a character. So, uh, a fighter, sorry, a character. He was meant to be a character. <laughs> he was certainly a character, yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and I went, um, well, I've got clever as my highest thing, so how can I use that in a fight? And I was just going to, if we got into a sword fight or something, I was going to say, hey, thrust parry, catch him, and then while the mm-hmm. blades are crossed, I spit in his face. And that was just a quick way of describing an action that I would have done that I think would have used clever in it. And it didn't take an hour. It could be flashy. It was just a way of describing it quickly. And I can think of... It wasn't me getting sentences together to describe the scene. It was just a couple of words that I could throw out as a description of what I was trying to accomplish. Yeah, yeah, that that so, uh, and, and that was, and I could have said, "Hey, I catch his blade on my blade, and then while we're together, I spit in his face." Mm-hmm. And I could use that same description every time if I had <laughs> that one word, if I had that two sentence thing, or I can throw out the words and try and vary it up a bit, and it just sounds different and better mm-hmm. and evokes the scene more. Yeah, and it I'll also add it sounds better on audio <laughs> for our mm. listeners. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, it, to do it that way. <laughs> it makes it more of a story rather yes. than uh, like the old D and D of you know just do this and that. It, it's more of a story you're telling. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm already seeing the use for 
Go ahead. No, as I said, I would point out, I did say things like, I drive the car into the building, you know, without yes. saying, oh, I forcibly drive it. I mean, be careful, but I no, wasn't driving. Yeah. No, no, that's good. That's good. You, you can say, uh, a gun the accelerator and smash through the glass windows in front. I can see, I can see the need for another approach after this adventure, though. The, um, uh, the, the woman <laughs> stabbing the guy. I accidentally stabbed the guy. <laughs> With my knife. <laughs> I thought you were, I thought you were going to say the other approach was the PC. I nah. do it like a PC. Yeah. <laughs> that generally involves kicking things and putting them on fire. So, yeah. oh, we should play that game. I think it's Wushu or something. Oh, actually, oh, yeah. Where you get a bonus if you describe it, but you have to describe it differently every single time, yeah. or you don't get the bonuses. Oh, you just make it and just make that a rule here. Yeah, come up Did with a few things. Well, yeah. I mean, I tried to do that in Um, our Deadlands game. I've got mm twenty-four different uh, punching type attacks on there, which I tried to call out as I as I deal damage. Weasel goes for walnut. Yeah, (laughs) I just tried to scream out something as I as I do the damage with uh, Deadlands, just because it's different, and I didn't want to say I punch him. Here's the damage I do every time. I like it. Um, I might fail miserably, but I try. <laughs> we should all be trying to do that thing a lot more, but we don't. At least I don't. So I don't think of it. Good suggestions. I appreciate it. This is a lot of what I was looking for um, out of this adventure. See how things were going and what people were thinking. Um, uh, I'm going to try it out I, a few more I times. Have... Go ahead. Sorry, I just have one other suggestion. It's not exactly... I mean, I would like to see to compare the two systems, to compare Fate Accelerated to Fate, I would like to see a very, very simple adventure where you could run the same characters in the two different systems. Just say, hey, you turn up at a warehouse, there's a fight, or whatever, just so that you could run that same scenario with the same characters and the same players and just see how they compare from system to system. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. I mean... Fight at a warehouse is just the first thing that's popped into my head. You show up for really fight think... night down at uh, the White Dock, and uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just it wouldn't really work. I give you a mystery because you're going to have because if it's a mystery, the second time you run it through, you're going to know the answer. So it's just no, that's yeah, that's yeah. a good suggestion. I like I can think something of like uh, your your mission is to suppress a riot that's about to go, uh, happen. Uh, there is no figuring anything out. It's just tactical. You got to figure out how to suppress this riot, and you can do it in one system and then try it again in another. Uh, I could I could yeah. see that. I could see we'll it. Call it Wolf Three Five Nine. Uh, anyone else got um, any parting words? Jameis, go ahead. Yeah, I think what I was trying to think of is how would I create three to the Farge, my season three character, in the Fate Accelerated. So as which I was trying to say, try to build the character both ways and sort of see how different they feel. Mm-hmm. Flashy, quick, would be your high two, I guess. Three. Yeah, well, and then maybe clever as your... Well, yeah, your plus three. Fourth would be up there somewhere. <laughs> Just look at it and see how it works out. Mm. Uh, the only thing I've got to say in uh, closing is just uh, the Deadlands thing that Bert was talking about is under dndacademy.com. That's where you can find their yep. fake accelerated Deadlands thing. They do a pretty I've only good listened job. to the first episode. I can't say one way or the other. 
they do a pretty good job of laying out the system that they're using because they did make changes. Uh, so I give them kudos for that. <laughs> and if Bert remembers, he might put a link in the show notes. Yeah, except there's not really any show notes, just the Obsidian Portal. Make, it, make it as a comment. Put it as a comment on the um, post. Then is, that, yeah. is the post? You can always add the comment yourself, there, James. Hey. I don't know where you went to. I said that it. You work. Can listen back to the thing and put it up. <laughs> that takes work. We've got to do that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, Stephen, Chris, you guys got any parting words? Are these all throwaway characters? Uh, not or... necessarily. No, keep them if you want. They're in okay. the fiction, so whether or not you use them again, they may crop up again somewhere else. <laughs> Would we have to convert them to fake core if uh, Accelerated doesn't take its place? Oh, yeah, yeah, you would have to convert them. But the, the characters exist now. Like I said, this this is a canon game, so these characters are in the fiction. What happened is in the season now, so there we go. <laughs> Yay, I got awesome. a canonical character now. Woo! Yep. <laughs> Thank you very much for letting me play. I've had a bunch <laughs> of fun. I invite him out for drinks and poison his liver. Just drinking. <laughs> just drinking. Uh, my liver's been out drinking table, uh, drinking youngins like you under the table for twenty years. Fighting words. Let's go drink. <laughs> drink the fight. Those are liver killing words. <laughs> I would have to tweak this character a little bit between now and the next time I played him. With nothing else. Uh, that's fine. It's uh, I usually allow that. that we. Screwed up in the story, or did that you completely didn't expect? <laughs> no, not really. Uh, the only things so you guys followed along pretty well. Um, although this wasn't meant to be too convoluted, there no, are it was pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah. There are a couple of places you could have made a shortcut. If you actually asked the asked Bob to give you the money that Sato had given him, you would have found out they were sequential bills, and you could have figured out that they came from a bank. And usually, people do not get a handful of sequential bills like that. Um, so you could have found out that he went to a particular bank, found out why he was there, and shortcutted things a little bit. Um, other than that, let me see. I don't think you missed. I think you might have given us the receipt code that you get us to go to the bank a bit. Because yep. otherwise we would have just completely not gone there. I worked hard for finding that receipt. Oh. Yeah, so I think we so... could have easily have missed that so easily. So... Wait, where did the receipt? The receipt came from their car, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, how did they get that receipt? Oh, because the, when when uh, when the widow killed her, killed the guy, she took everything from there. The bank, uh, the bank contracts, right. the, okay. and handed them off to her thugs who were in the car, and they dropped it <laughs> in the car. Ah, so. they, that makes sense. They had it for a whole night. That's it. Yeah, the, the idea was that that's, that's the failsafe. If you guys decided not to ask Bob for the money that was handed to him, the only other way I could get you get you to the bank was to drop a receipt somewhere. Oh, so that, make, yeah. um, well, we actually tracked it down think within of a, a couple of hours. Way. Go, go ahead. What's another way? Another um, way. I may reuse um, this. Yeah, if you're going to reuse it, then um, the uh, paper bands that the money's in. Oh, yeah. Because he's got a load of that, because he's just got a load of new fresh bills that come in the band, so they might have um, the bank's name printed on them. That's a good one. Or have them, have Mr. Sato, I have asked somebody, hey, where can I trade in my gold for money? Mm -hmm. uh, at the, uh, the um, uh, hotel apartment thing that he was at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
The hotel probably would have had a concierge, which I guess the manager was. Yeah, or or the guy that was in the desk. And actually, he if he was still alive, he could have told you that a woman did come and visit him at a certain time, and he did tell yeah. Mr. Sato the day before where he'd get his yeah. currency converted. Um, I was I was basically <clears throat> like, how long did it take you guys to question everyone, etc., before you got to the house as to whether or not he was alive or dead? Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. Um, we probably should uh, be more willing to split up the party sometimes. <laughs> Another thought to track down the bank is that if you ask about the symbol, they can say, oh, we've just had a, we don't put it to ever go, just, oh, we just had an inquiry about that symbol from this bank over here, yep. to see if we knew anything about it. Yeah, actually, that was another way to track it That's down. That's a good uh, I, ha- I have that written <laughs> down, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, had you gone to pawn shops, etc., looking for other gold uh, with that symbol, it would have eventually gotten back to you that it showed up in a bank. Um, okay. so yeah, yeah, that was another one that was on there. Uh, otherwise, uh, and the uh, finding the armor, uh, had you not found that, it was no big deal. It was actually just plot relevant to the overall overall plot, but not relevant to this yeah. mission. So yeah, yeah. it was good setup. It was fun though. Yeah, <laughs> we can get that tick. <laughs> Did you have stats for the armor? If somebody was Mister Sato's size. Because yeah. I can just see somebody else oh, I'm get in the bloody armor now and just walk around in it for the rest of the scenario. Yeah, oh, uh, if, someone was, if someone was yeah. close to his size and you used Sato's blood to open it up, it would have worked and functioned just fine. Although, uh, without the suit, uh, it's really darn uncomfortable to the point where you would be taking damage after a while. Uh, the <laughs> the skin tight suit he wears is also protection while he's in the machine. You see, so oh, that's clever. And there's also a nasty little porch to get put into certain parts of your anatomy that are not too comfortable. <laughs> uh, oh, 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 we did, but we didn't see any of those while we were, or nobody commented on those from the autopsy? <laughs> no, well, no, no. you no. didn't. <laughs> You're the one in the chair. We didn't no, from the autopsy of the, no, yeah. from the autopsy of Mr. Sato. When they said, hey, this is what, we commented there were, uh, things for the restroom. In the suit. Right, uh, no, I think Richard's suit. I'm asking not talking about the body. About the talking about the body. No, it's, it's because they didn't roll high enough to actually someone to decide they wanted to check out his anal passage. So, <laughs> Oh, it's, it's that far. It's internal. Right. I was thinking base of the neck. Was it? No, no. It's, it's the waste right, removal no, system. <laughs> really uncomfortable. Right. I figured he just had, you know, like long john flap so we could go to the restroom without taking it off. <laughs> Uh, uh, that creates a point of possible entry. know <laughs> <laughs> that would have a possible point of weakness in the suit. Yeah. You can't have that. The suit is actually not much better than the uh, the Iron Niggers that they have at Metapole. They're just they weigh less and they're faster. They move better, more nimble. Yeah, more nimble. But firepower wise and defense wise, they're really not much better. Uh, they actually, probably they have really better. cool swords. <laughs> Yeah, uh, although this model wasn't armed, so you didn't get to see the cool firepower attachments that they could put on it. Yes, yes, yes. It's, he's, he's Iron Man, yes, yes. <laughs> Does the chicken have access, as part of the chicken, would we have access to those suits? Uh, yeah, uh, although you need the Iron Jager suits. or something to be trained in their use, uh, because they're, they're not easy to get used to. So, like, if someone had Ooh. an aspect of stunt or even a high concept saying that you were an Iron Jaeger pilot, then, <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, I need to make. I need to change Teresa then. <laughs> <laughs> Where 
personally, I imagine the suit as stylized samurai armor yeah, rather than yeah. seamless, uh, as it was kind of described. Yeah, seamless you know, they because they're, they're stealth armor, um, and when you have anything with uh, edges or seams, they reflect light. Uh, so this thing is meant to be really uh, very stealthy, stealth unit. So. Well, uh, just make it matte black. Yeah, it was that too, but uh, yeah. Actually, it'd probably be better if it was matte uh, dark green. Mm-hmm. And somebody mentioned Giver. That's actually was the inspiration I was thinking about. Mm. At least I wanted something that was like almost insectile in its smoothness and without having you know the joints and everything. And it's like, yeah, where you watch the Giver. <laughs> I got in the in the uh, advance uh, the accelerated advancement. There's no way to get oh, a new yeah. aspect. And there's no way to get a new aspect in the oh in the yeah. accelerated. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, I didn't notice that, but that is okay. At least it comes about for story reasons. There's uh, no. It's one of the milestones, in. I think. Yeah, I huh? think it was a milestone. No, I'm trying to see it. You get a new stunt by making a new refresh point. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah you can rename stuff. But uh, you can't I think you can one. buy an aspect for a refresh point, can't you? Uh, no. 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 Uh, actually, yeah, you're refresh right. You can up. change your aspects over time. Like yep. You can rename them, but you don't get any more. No. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Because we, I had, we had several in Fate Core by the end of it, in the uh-huh. Fate game. We had so many freaking aspects. We couldn't even use them all. <laughs> That may be why they did it. They found that people were being overloaded with aspects. Well, it might be yeah. the core is different. Mm-hmm. And it could I be that you could, could get, still GMs say, yeah. okay, you've done this particular thing, now you have this aspect yeah. observed well, by the that's, prince. That's a forced aspect. That's never a character advancement, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Well, no, also yeah. if you do something major in game, you might say, okay, you now have favoured by some group. You know how to right. investigate her level saying, three, and you can carry a gun now. Congratulations. <laughs> right, and I'm yeah, saying that's, 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 that's you aspect. forcing me, that's you forcing it on me. That's not my choice. Mm-hmm. That's never a... Oh, something to think about if we ever get up that enough. Yep. Like, if I wanted to get a new aspect of become a Jaeger pilot, then I would have to either change it or have one forced on me, as you, as you put it. The checker says, you used to be a pilot, now you pilot this thing. <laughs> Get used to this tube up your bun. It's the new technology. Get used to it. <laughs> You're going to be drunk We're anyway, fun. so uh, just take a drink. <laughs> it provides ah, you steady stream days. of alcohol. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. Well, appreciate the game. Uh, thanks for the feedback. And, uh, yeah, Stephen, if you ever want to jump in on another, just uh, watch the boards. Uh, you're welcome to. It's a lot of fun. And Chris, we've gotten you into more games recently. That's that's always good. <laughs> oh, it is. I see. Thank I haven't you been so much. voted off the island then. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> There's no vote. You just wash up mysteriously here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I take it nobody had any objections to my character or my playstyle. No, no. Or the sound of my voice. Nails on chalkboard. <laughs> well, I'm more concerned with how bad a person's microphone is, and yours is just fine. <laughs> <laughs> that translates enough, into how long I have to edit. <laughs> oddly enough, I, my microphone is actually, uh, my headset is actually broken. I'm wearing it around my neck and I'm listening to you through the uh, 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 pair of headphones through the speakers. Yeah. yeah. Which is also <laughs> probably works. why I'm extra breathy if I'm breathy. <laughs> oh, you sounded just fine tonight. <laughs> my headset goes down. My lash up I used as an alternative is not great, but I do have an alternative. 
And Chris, we just got to get you a timer so you know every hour you need to unplug and replug your headset and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, what do well, you have you to do it? to reset your headset? I know Bird unplug, had to. But... Unplug the USB and then plug yep. it right back in. Yep. It's uh, it's bad uh, drivers for a bad USB port. That's what it ends up being. The ports are underpowered, um, and so after an hour, it just loses the connection. <laughs> so it's like a 1.0 USB instead of a 2.0 or something. No, it, it's a two. It's just they're not. It's not a good chip usually. Uh, usually, mm-hmm. the motherboard is using a chipset that's uh, for whatever reason is underpowered. Um, and you would also find that if you used a device that draws more USB power, like an external hard drive that doesn't have its own power supply, you will find that those will start acting flaky too uh, if you've got one of these bad chip boards. Hmm. So, it's just a thing. <laughs> yeah, because I have a separate USB hub that's powered itself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I still have flaky things with that. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, once again, right. thanks a lot. Enjoyable. And uh, you guys have a good evening. Yeah. Let us make video recording. Yes. <laughs> Bye, guys. Feel free to hit me up tell me one. All right, I'll do. This podcast is provided by Kevin McLeod. More of his excellent music can be found at incompetech.com. We have several ways that you can comment on our show. You can send email to steamsteelmurder at gmail.com. You can join our public forums at bluemagic.com slash forums. That's bluemagic, B-L-U-M-A-G-I-K.com. Leave us feedback on iTunes or visit obsidianportal.com and do a search for our title and find our campaign blog and more information about the show. Mm-hmm.